I'm James. I'm Dan. And where, where are we from, Dan? We're live from the Windlord Rest in Tilverton in Forgotten Realms. Yes, we're trying a new campaign. We've been in Greyhawk for a while. We've somehow magically transported to Forgotten Realms. <laughs> you, you pushed that. You pulled that lever. I did pull the lever. <laughs> Why not? What could go wrong? That's right. What could go wrong? And um, Tilverton is, is a, a town... Uh, you know, that was the only part of D&D that I was playing, really, uh, in the late 80s, uh, which was the D&D box sets, which was Forgotten Realms. So, um, you know, back, I think, past 85, 86, like we consider that from one, one to two. Ah, try the veal. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, is it veal or well, is it actually orc? It, well, that's right. We're not sure about that, but orc tastes like veal. The uh, this is the Chamberlain, another Chamberlain, his most ever incomparable honorable prince, the astounding emulator Brandywine. You know why he's on mm. first? Why? Because he's got to go to sleep in like an hour. He does. Doesn't he? No. He. This is Rob Ritchie, our friend. Oh, this is Rob Ritchie. I'm sorry. Oh, wrong Chamberlain. That's right. This place. That's right. So many Chamberlains. We have half of them are Chamberlains. Remember, we've said. Right. That's right. Displacer veal. Mm. What's he doing up? All right. Well, it's, you know, it's, for us here in the States, it's Thanksgiving weekend, so we had four days off starting on Thursday for most of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, now our, all our schedules are all jacked up, waiting for American football and eating American turkey and yeah, you know, doing it. American things. Yeah, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. But, and doing Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, when I stopped playing in the 87, 88, Forgotten Realms was really starting to kick up as the new world, and the box set D&D uh, uh, PC games were coming out, and that kind of tided me over. And in mm-hmm. fact, that's what we thought gaming was going to become, that eventually you wouldn't play. Why would you use books when the computer could do all the DM work for you? But yeah. fortunately, that didn't happen. In retrospect, that was a good thing. So we were uh, I was showing Dan some of the things I had from, from Got Realms. So um, let's talk about some things. We have uh, GrogCon coming up. September-ish now, we think, maybe. We'll host some more probably after the first of the year. We don't know, yeah. Um, so if you have ideas, info at grogcon.com. That's info at grogcon.com for if you, if you want to run a game. Again, we focus on first edition uh, and, that, and the games of that era. So anything from the late 70s, early 80s is acceptable. Actually, from 74 to something like that. So OD&D. We will be screening. That's right. We'll be screening. <laughs> Don't <laughs> make sure no, no later editions slip through the cracks. That's right. Well, they they have them there, but we, it's not won't be part of the, our uh, our thing at this point. Um, thanks to our patrons, uh, we we have new patrons. In fact, we have to do a heraldry in just a few minutes. A new to, new title to be bestowed. Um, I also, uh, if you have, if you've noticed that you have a nice shirt on, do you want to talk about it real quick? Oh yeah, so this is uh, the Grognard Files, right? It's another podcast. That's right. Podcast across the pond, mm-hmm. as they would say, uh, over in England, focusing on old school role playing games. That's it. And and broader broader than than uh, we're more one e. Well, we're we're one e. They're a lot broader, right? Yeah, Main I think. Quest and yep. You know, I started listening to them last summer. And actually, summer of eighteen, and uh, Dirk the Dice and his his cohort of people, and they had a similar thing. They played through the eighties, and then they went into a quote they call the deep freeze oh, yeah. for about twenty years, twenty plus years. And they started playing a few years ago, and um, 
they've embraced older games and newer games. So, but they their podcast is focused on the uh, back in the day for the most part. Yeah. So, um, and kind of tied into nice our last week's interview with. Uh, Hey, good evening, good morning, Menyon. How are you? Hey, uh, Menyon. Ties in with our, you know, a lot of the things we talked to Daniel about last week. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, in fact, listening to that, I had no idea of all the history of that. So, actually, when we were talking to Daniel, he was explaining things. That at least I had some reference to it. Like, oh, I, I, these names were familiar. Right. Oh, I have a, a good hits and uh, fumbles uh, segment. Okay. I did a fumble and I feel bad about it. Oh, okay. The coverage, John Blanche was the artist. And I, I knew that coming in and I'd written down Gary Chalk. He did apparently the illustrations inside, but that, that famous cover, uh, number 42. Number 42, yes. John Blanche. So that, that was a bit of a fumble. Okay. So I feel bad about it. Well, that's, you know, that happens. Uh, uh, and you corrected it on the YouTube thing. I so, did. So I realized that on the one with Drive Home. I'm sorry? I realized it on the drive home, oh. and then, you know, I'm reaching in the back, trying, you know, at the red light, trying to <laughs> grab the, <laughs> grab the, dra- the White Dwarf magazine, and, you know, it's, oh. yeah, oh, you know, so, no, I can never reach it on the way home, until I got home, and then I'm like, oh, seriously? That's okay. Well, yeah. you know, um, for people who didn't notice, that was a huge bump. We had over 3.2 million subscribers after that. That was amazing. And what's amazing about it is not only did we have move up to 3.2 million subscribers, what was odd about it mm-hmm. is we had 3.2 million subscribers after that, yet we only had about 150 views, right. which is puzzling to me. Yeah. And we actually dropped significantly in the UK. We right. were down like 250 places or something like that, which is strange right. when you get 3.2 million right. you think new subscribers. 3 million subscribers, because we, we, we didn't have 3.2 million, and then we had 3.29. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, and now we don't have 3.29. So there's this huge bump. Horde. It's a, a horde, horde of people. Horde of- <laughs> Perhaps the only thing I could think about is everyone was kind of huddled around their computers and yes. they subscribed. But they were only watching individually. Or maybe they broadcast it at Wembley or something like that. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe they just all sent one person to listen. They all subscribed. Yeah. You listen. Tell us what you think. He comes out. It's a big thumbs down. Yep, and they're exactly. gone. They're moving it's, on. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of fun <laughs> when I saw that. It's not the Grognard files. <laughs> no, it's not. One day. <laughs> These no. Americans, they're yeah, terrible. They're terrible. They're, they, they just talk. They talk no in structure. Babylon. There's no structure. They just jibber-jabber <laughs> the whole time. Exactly. Well, we did have a British bump. Speaking of the Swedish challenge, we, for, because, I think primarily, we moved up to, uh, I don't know, I think 45 in British podcast uh, gaming rank. Oh, we did? Yes. Oh, Okay, so I had seen a drop somewhere. Well, on, on, on Chartable, we saw yeah. that. And our, we had our highest podcast download uh, last week count yeah. we ever had. So again, it was a great interview. And I think, uh, again, thanks to our friends over that we, listened, that we talked to on Twitter and listened to that they're like, hey, this is a great thing. So it was, that was awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, thanks to the Grognard Files. Yep, and uh, I think he has a, a Black Friday special. I don't know if they... I guess Black Friday is a pretty new phenomenon over in Europe, but it's unfortunate we have yet again exported a terrible oh, thing of materialism and commercialism yeah. throughout D- the world. Yeah, D&D wasn't so bad of an export, yeah. but Black Friday, that's yeah, so we, good. We've, we've caused more chaos. And Our apologies. So uh, we, have, uh, we have a new patron, Steve Herring, and we're going to uh, issue him a... Um, area and unfortunately I did not write down I don't know if he told me what area he wanted but we're going to issue the title then we'll add it yes that's right that's what we just talking about that's uh that's what he's saying nice t-shirt yeah so, thanks man um so we're going to issue the title and then we'll add his uh land that he uh took over so we'll do that and I'll do that after the fact I have to update some uh I have to update some 
on the map and everything else. Which, by the way, I do have a globe. I was going to bring it in here just in case. <laughs> I may have to bring that in later. All right, so let's do this thing. All right. So we don't have the 30-sided dice, correct? So we have to do No, and I found the white dice, but then I've lost them again. Okay, that's, yeah. that's okay. Uh, so we're doing 15. So I have to do this 30 and divide by 2. So uh, 9 divided by 2 is 5. Viceroy. Viceroy, okay. Do we have a Viceroy? I feel like we do. Hold on. Well, you know, when, you, when we have so We many, have a Viscount. When we have so many patrons. The Admiral, <laughs> Chamberlain... Chamberlain. Nope. All right. Viceroy. The Viceroy. The Viceroy. Yep. What oh, we got? You know, it's weird. After that strangling incident a week ago, we haven't heard from Vic for a week. Do well, we he's, he's, he's texted us. Oh, he's alive. Or she's texting. That's what we, I we've think. Not, we've not heard from him. You are sound, correct. Yeah, those texts don't sound like, mm -hmm. like uh, the, uh, the scourge. All right. That's right. We're not, we're not sure if he's alive or dead, unfortunately. Uh, 26. Oh, wait. Okay, so we're going to do... Well, what do we do? The his, her, most? Yeah, well, whatever we'll sounds right. right. 26, 30, 29, 28, 27. Devout. Devout. Viceroy. His, his most. His most devout, yep. Devout. I see a cleric come. I see something kind of pious until kind of the murder comes. Uh, this is 14. Nope. I'm sorry, this is 13. Uh, oh, well, brilliancy isn't bad. Bril it would have been radiance. Devout brilliancy? Brill. Oh, I think he's going to be like, he's going to be the spiritual leader That's of the Grog sense. Empire. Yeah, he, spiritual advisor. Oh, brilliant. Spiritual advisor. We need one. Everyone, has, everyone has an advisor. Why, <laughs> we need one too. So. Is your advisor, should they be lawful good? What's your advisor's alignment be? Lawful, I think, should be. Okay. Okay, so this is 19 divided by 2 is 10. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. Baron. Baron. Brilliancy Baron? Hmm. <laughs> alliteration. Why do we have alliteration? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the dice don't lie. All right, so now this is a D60. So, 6. Overall? Yes. Wow. Matchless? Matchless. I think that means he doesn't smoke. That's right. And this is, oh, this is 30, so um, 15. Victor over. Oh, Victor over. Oh, now I see, need now to, we really need to know. Uh, this, see, the dice are messing with us. Yeah, so that's not good. Um, well. The Victor over. <laughs> He's the Victor over. That's right. The Victor over. Okay, well, let's... Uh, the advisory is most devout brains. He brands from Richard Victor over blank. Thank you, exactly. He's got it. He did it before me. Over blank. Everyone's a comedian. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, so let's bestow the title on our friend, uh, dear Steve Herring, again. Wait, so I get the second half? I'll go for it. You go first. Okay. So uh, on behalf of the Grog Empire, we bestow Steve Herring the following title. The Viceroy, his most devout brilliancy. Baron matches Victor over. Congratulations. See, I can add it later. Oh, very, you're brilliant. Right. You're brilliant. Yeah, that's right. I'll bet it'll be matches over queens. <laughs> Different you know? voice. That's right. Queens. Queens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, th I don't think he gave us this, but uh, if not, then I apologize. So, yes, he's right. No, no, no. You don't apologize. You, we are the, we're the heads of the oh, world. Right. You don't apologize to, they work for us, don't that's, they? They do. They do. They are part of the 
they are part of the empire. Until they, the mob, <laughs> like like the annual college and talked about last time. That's right. Perhaps the uh, <laughs> perhaps that's right. Perhaps the, the next GrogCon they'll be in, they'll try to overthrow us. Yes, which would be good. That would be amazing. We need to see make a ruling. Perfect. I will. That I decree him. Yeah. Oh, so you want me to? We should do random. I need a oh. random. Oh yeah, random what generator? Yeah, random country. country? Random, All right, random, country. random earth place generator. That's right. Do they have such a thing? Well, because he has the victor over, which means he may have traveled, right? Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't I like it? That. It's not his own area. Oh, random. Ge- here we go. Geographic coordinates. Pick coordinate. What are the odds that a veto comes up? Oh, it's close to Scotland, but He's that's in not the ocean. <laughs> that's not Scotland, though. That's Sweden. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I meant Scotland. It's all in the ocean. So what I'm doing now is uh, p- picking random coordinates on the map, and you know this is where. So- oh, there we go. Perfect. Um, oh wait, uh, that could be controversial. Oh no, I don't know. Well, I'm we're gonna get in see, trouble. Well, they don't. We're gonna make this a small city in here. No, we can't. We, we're gonna get. You're gonna go against randomness. I mean, look, look what he's. <laughs> So I, they we're going to random.org. Is it Yang Road Bay? Yang Road Bay. I think, yeah, he's got to be the, the devout rag of Yang Road Bay. Yeah, but if you declare him a victor for this, they may not like that. Well, you know, sometimes freedom comes in many ways. Okay. So uh, there's a random uh, geographic coordinator. And unfortunately, as you know, most of the world is apparently made of water. So we've had right. to keep clicking and there's just random... Uh, hits of water, except one was near Sweden. I inadvertently said Scotland. So again, once again, <laughs> validating that I have no idea where anything is. So the reason we're con- this is a little contentious is that it now picked a place in China. But we are he is now the rule, unless he, uh, and I think this is what's going to happen. If you don't specify the area, mm-hmm. we're going to pick it for you randomly. That's fair. That's right. So he is now the, he is, unless he, unless in his original email he sent uh, the place, which I don't think he did, but if he did, we of course will honor his request if it's not been taken up. But until oh. then, he is the victor over Yang Road Bay, which okay. by the way is in China. And we don't have any uh, anyone in China, so I think that's no. nice. So. He is approximately plus or minus um, about 800 miles away from South Korea, which again, so... Uh, and yeah, another yeah, nine hundred thousand miles from uh, from our friend. He's close to Minion. It's right. Yeah. It's right down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how far could it be? Probably a day trip. Somehow, mm-hmm. you know, he takes a boat over and goes over. He can go see him. So, congratulations, Steve. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Anything else when it comes to that? No, I don't think so. We didn't have any iTunes return reviews. Excellent. Moving <laughs> Excellent. On. Didn't get good ones or bad ones, so that's always nice. Uh, next, we have our random encounter. All right, let's do it. So we're doing the uh, dorso yep. roll, yes. the dorso die. The dorso die, absolutely. Okay, so one. And, this, the, and you know, we from last time we had the, the Lamia Noble who won handily. I was reading. Oh, you were. Yes, period. That's it. <laughs> I, I was James. You'd be very proud of me. I was reading. Good for you. So um, I was listening to one of the uh, Grognard files, and where uh, the guests said they they read the Hobbit when they were young, and of course it was transformative, and then. They were so excited to learn there was a sequel. <laughs> That's the way I was. It's the same way. When I read, finished reading The Hobbit, they're like, if you enjoyed this, you might find the following three books interesting. Okay. You know, and yeah, and as the guy said, what a, what a sequel it was. So I was reading uh, Fafford and the Grey Mouser, and I think there was a reference to Lamia's. Interesting. Is that possible? I think there was last night. I was getting kind of sleepy. Um, all right. So what did we do? One, two, three is what? Uh, Fiend Folio. 
Oh. Monster Manual. Yeah. Okay, I like the Fiend Polo. Well, we did the Fiend Polo last week, and that's how we got All the right. Lumia Noble. Okay, that's true. All right. Oh, so the Lumia Noble, is that our champ? The Lumia Noble is the champ from last time, yes. Did we have a name for the Lumia Noble? I Not yet. Remember. Oh, really? I don't believe so. Oh. Let me look. You, you. All right, all right. You want me to roll dice? So I need to. Yeah, well, you're usually. Uh, senseless violence? No, that's what oh, it yeah, does. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, it has unseen servant too. No, yeah, senseless. Senseless, senseless violence. Well, it, that's it's prone to senseless violence. But I think that was the name. I think we're going to name it senseless violence. That's right. It. I like that name. All right, cool. All right. So I'm gonna roll and it was a male, wasn't it? Which is. It was a male. You're okay. right. We did roll that. Sense. That's right. Senseless vile. Because we put King Lamia noble. So I put king as opposed All to right. queen. Nice. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Where are you? Ten. Oh, I yeah. think we're in like astral plane. You're, oh, yes. Astral and ethereal random encounters. So I need a one, is, a one, two, or three is astral plane. Four, five, or six is ethereal. 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 What is the... Well, whatever. You, I'm sure you've described this to me before. i got to go back and listen to our things. All right. I'll, I'll show you in a second. We're down to the two to 20. Oh, the two. So that's the uh, what? D8 and the D12? D8 and the D12. Uh, 14. A Gorgon. Oh, we've had a Gorgon. Yeah, we can't do a Gorgon. Do we need to re-roll? I don't yeah, think I don't we should have the same, because we're talking about Gorgons again. The point is to talk about the monsters, not just have right, right. a bloodbath, right? Uh, Wait, there's an app, yeah. Well, let's look at it. Yeah, the we had a Gorgon in the ether plane, actually. I believe so. Right? How, 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 what's the odds of getting the same... Well, it's a 14. It's kind of in the middle of the bell curve. Well, it's a 10% it's a chance to get this one, right? Then it's a 5%, yes. 10% mm -hmm. chance to get to the Ether Astro. Then it's a 50% oh, yeah. chance to do that. So it's, that's 1 in 20. And then, uh, you know, probably a 10% chance. So it's 1 in 200 chance that we rolled that twice, plus or minus. The Gorgon's back. Well, let's look. I know they have Astral ether, Ethereal in here. So let's see if they have that. Oh, he, he says, should we shift to, the, what's, what's the answer on the astral plane? Well, wait, but okay, now this is controversial, though. Is that what you do? I don't know. That's, we, this is uncharted oh. territory. Well. But I, from, I'm going to listen to the uh, Chamberlain from uh, Brandywine, and we just need to make a ruling. We're the DM. Okay, one, two, or three. <clears throat> this is how you make decisions. That's right. You roll. You let the one, dice One, two, do or three, it. we're going to astral. Four, five, or six, we're re-rolling on the ethereal. I got it. Is that it. fair? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what? Robert, it, it's so what, a uh, Medusa. It is Medusa, okay. Right, Medusa's it, which I don't think we've talked about. Lady so. Medusa. And I, I, what I don't understand is how they, I think I, maybe her gaze extends, because like the Gorgon, it's, it's not actually in the ethereal plane, it's just that her gaze extends into the ethereal plane. Oh yeah, there's an asterisk, which is the same as the Gorgon. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh -oh. oh, you got a text from the grog line? Is it a grog, grog line? line? What's happening? It's never good. You know what I mean? When my phone rings, it can only be bad. That's what I say. Okay. Why well, you look that up, no, Medusa? There's nothing. There's nothing. Yes, yeah, see, the Medusas are able to see in the astral or ethereal plane, creatures. Oh, so she's just seeing. She's right. looking in there. Oh, That's but right. that, of course, is bad. Wait, are so you getting her gaze? And their petrifying gaze is as effective on those planes as it is in the material. Yeah, they're not travel, but their perceptions extend there. Right. Oh, so that's terrible. If, well, so I, I have one of our player characters, characters in my campaign, he likes to use Wraith Form, which is from the book that shall not be named. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an illusionist spell and allows him to become ethereal. Well, if there was Medusa, he couldn't just ignore it like he does a lot of things. Right. And he would have to run away or something like that. 
All right, so the Medusa. Oh, so, the, you know, there was in Sage Advice in Dragon Magazine, I believe there was a discussion of gaze attacks because it's, it's we're going to have gaze attacks. Yes, right? Gonna, yep, we're going to have to. And I think it's, it's a to hit roll, isn't it? It's a. Well, it says, it doesn't say that here. It just says. The gaze of the Medusa's eyes will turn creatures within 30 feet to stone unless they make their saving throw versus petrification. If an opponent averts his eyes, the Medusa rushes up so that its asplite head growth can bite at the victim. The range of such attacks is one feet, and the victim bitten must save versus or die. If the Medusa's gaze reflects back, the creature will turn itself to stone. Medusas speak both the tongue and common, their tongue and the common one. Hey, there, see, well... It, uh, we were just commenting, Scourge, that is this really you? Because it could be genie. We the last picture we saw, you were being uh, asphyxiated. No, no, you're right. So we we need to ask Vic a question. Only Vic would know the answer to. Oh, okay. And that genie wouldn't. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> That's, uh, How well do we really know this, Vic? Fella? Well, it's, he would know. Well, there's something he would know that genie would not know unless Vic oh. told him told her before he before she killed him which was what was the first character um, that was captured in the last time we played Keeper Blood Red Falls because she was not there she oh, was that's right. your game he's probably oh because only Vic would know that because he DM'd yeah the it's just taking off in response it's taking, it's it's taking, it's taking the it? time maybe she's speaking with dead <laughs> Vic who was the yeah. first character <laughs> They gotta like you though, don't they? I mean, speak with dead. I yeah, mean, they, they don't just—they're not. It's like they a don't command have to, spell, yeah, right? Exactly. They, I, I agree with that. They don't have to be nice. I think it says that in the DM. Ah, that is him. I'm sure it says that in the DMG. Uh, it, it is him. Okay, you are still alive. You, the uh, rumors of his death uh, were greatly exaggerated. Greatly exaggerated. That's good. Now I'm telling you, in in one of the sage advice, I don't know if any of our listeners out there can point it out. There was a discussion because I guess we're gonna have to have this conversation of gaze attacks. Yes. And how those work. And I, know, and I understand Sage Advice is not canon, but Sage Advice talked about that, and uh, I guess this is the problem with randomness. You're not ready for that. Well, so there's been a few ways to do it. A lot of folks say that if you say the Medusa's coming and you know that it has a gaze attack, you can avert your eyes, and, and that's the idea of it, because um, if you avert your eyes or glance away your gaze then uh, you get a minus to hit because you're basically almost blind. Right. Um, the question comes, yep, <laughs> exactly. How'd <laughs> yes, you lose they, your contract? They, they, they begged me to stop wearing Yeah, and I, I, I don't have my shirt on. They, so. they're, yeah, they're paying me to not wear. You have a restraining order, a shirt, restraining uh, wardrobe yes. order. They're plummeting, just like, <laughs> just like our ratings on Charitable or whatever. <laughs> they're... Their sales were plummeting. That's right. We went straight down. We, yeah, we're not going to support them anymore. They really, yeah. they had a chance. Uh, this old dude is wearing Ralph Lauren. Yeah. So, Can you do a Google search? How fast do you think you could find Sage Advice? And it would take forever, wouldn't it? What Sage Advice? Well, Sage Advice and like gaze attacks. It take forever, right? Because you got to find like a compilation of Sage Advice, and it's going to be uh, Sage Advice compelling. Oh look, see Sage. Oh yeah, look, and there's a link to there. Yeah, but this may be new stuff. Sage, because oh, Sage look, Advice has been doing, done for Yeah, a while. but someone's talking about it there. on see Sage, see the top, very top one? This is 50. You, oh, you don't look at that. Avert your eyes. Oh, my gosh. Avert your eyes. You almost saw, you almost oh, saw. Oh, fifth the, edition. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, so people, so, 
We can talk about that some other Because this is still a thing that's happened. So uh, I do know on the new DM screens of first edition, the, se- the later editions, they had a table about chance of being affected by a gaze attack. Really? Yes. So, uh, you know, unfortunately it's going to take me a little yeah. bit to get that. But you can keep talking about the thing. I'll kind of find it for you. So go ahead. So what was the okay. stage advice? Or talk about the Medusa there. Sure. So they're rare, which is good. It's interesting. They're not very rare, which right. is a little troubling. I would hope they would be very rare. And this is troubling too. Number appearing one to three. Right. They hang out together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can. That's fine. I think I have it though. I just need to find the newer uh, screen. Hopefully it's this one. No, that's the old one. They seem, they seem like they'd be solitary creatures, but this is troubling. So you can get three of them. AC5. I have it. Go ahead. So this was, so James has pulled up. A first edition screen. This is a first edition screen, but it's a newer version. It came out in, what time was this time frame? Uh, is it over here? doesn't say. But it is first edition. It's first edition. edition. Yes, it is first edition. It's, the, it's you know, it came out I, in the 80s. Right. 85. Okay. So still That's acceptable. Fine. That's acceptable. And there is in the, there's a chart, which I always found very handy. I would think so. Uh, as soon as I find it, gaze attacks. When meeting the gaze of Dracula or any large, a large creature, oh. use as follows. Add one if the creature is man-sized, such as Medusa, and two if the creature is small. Oh, this is interesting. They say for or any large creature, but, but Medusa is not large. Right, but so then, then you could, add one. Right, right. So chance of meeting the gaze of Dracula or any large creature using a gaze weapon or as follows. Add one if the creature is man-sized, such as Medusa, two if the creature is small. Okay, so you're adding one. So instead of so if you're avoiding a gaze, um, meaning you're trying to attack or even some, you would get a two. It's a two in ten chance per round that you would um, hit see the gaze and have to make a saving throw. Oh, I see. So if you're trying to avoid it, you have a one in ten chance. Oh, of meeting the gaze. gaze. And then because if you meet the gaze, then you have to make a saving throw. And so add one if it's man-sized and two if it's small. Wait, so if it's smaller, yeah, it's, then you have an increased chance of meeting the gaze? Right. Because they're... Because you're looking... You, they're looking at... Yeah, it's, like, and again, and this is... Uh, so, that, so the options you have, for those who are listening at home and don't see this, character is completely surprised, nine in ten chance. So the idea of... Oh, see there, he, he just sent it to us. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Vic. The... Uh, Oh, if you're wow, completely you, surprised, uh, it is a nine in ten chance. Basically, if you're surprised by a Medusa, you have an automatic. If you're completely surprised, you automatic chance. I guess what's interesting to me, though, so I'm interested in these modifiers. You add one if the creature is man-sized, and two if yep. it is small. He, so so you're ahead. more likely to meet the gaze of something small as opposed to something large. Yep. Yes. Why? Uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Just that's what it says. Because it seems like it would, I can understand. So, so Vic, where did this one come from? Because it's a little different screen. It does, has a similar thing. Chance to meet gaze automatic, actively avoiding gaze 20%. So that's about the same. Okay. Okay. So we're going to have to keep this chart up there when we have our, our attack. For, for now, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So Medusa, or hateful humanoid creature, or lawful evil. So six hit ah. dice. So um, what? What uh, our friend uh, from Brandywine said because 
if it's if you're trying to hit it, it uh, and more of a small creature is in its face. So the idea is if you're, in other words, a large creature, you could attack its legs. Oh, I see. You got to kind of right. The smaller creature, you're gonna have to pretty right. much look at it. It's like more concentrated. Yeah, that's, I like that. <laughs> see, this is why we have this because sometimes we don't know. We're not smart. In fact, most of the times we don't. Know. We need smart people out there. Absolutely. To help us out. I like that. That's a good. That's a good version. So gaze turns to stone. Yep. And then oh, so the attack is one attack at one to four. Oh, so. You don't get a billion attacks with these snakes? No. And that only attack comes if, they, if you're trying to avoid it. That's right. That's right. They'll rush. That's right. So they're going to stand there, clearly. They and they're like, hey, over here. Exactly. Sweetie. Exactly. It's not exactly like the succubus, which is like, no. come here, give me a kiss. Right. They're like... For the level drain. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think Medusa and Succubi hang out together? Well, one's lawful, one's chaotic. So... Well, but that makes for fun. Maybe there's a cat fight. That's a lot of fun. Okay, so the first thing the Medusa is going to do is just try to, hey, look at me. No, wait, no, this is a problem, though, because there's a bunch of snakes on yes. her head. Right. So it's not like you just see a beautiful woman and you gaze into her eyes. Right. You see these snakes on her head. Well, I mean, the classic one is they're always cloaked, and they have oh. a very shapely body. Very smart. Right. They're very. Sh in fact, that's what's in B2, if I recall, Keeping the Borderlands, which, again, first yes. level adventure has a Medusa. Yes. That they they hide their face under a cloak and they have you know, but they may be wearing very uh, provocative clothing, so that you become obviously males become uh, uh, you know enamored to it and then they uh, turn and tr and leverage their gaze. It was strange for some reason the players when they went through B two with me seemed to somehow sense that there might be Medusa. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, well, if you recall. <laughs> Can a Medusa choose not to petrocise? That's right. I don't know. That's a great question. Can oh, a Medusa turn it on and off? Yeah, turn off, uh, turn on. Off. Well, I guess she could close her eyes. But I think if they don't, but I no. But this is a problem, though. This is a good question, though. Does that mean the poor Medusa? Everyone, you know, accidentally look at you know, you go out shopping. Mm -hmm. Everyone's turning to stone. Yeah. Don't look at me. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm hideous. ugly. Can <laughs> <laughs> wear? Well, no, you could wear the death mask like the Shantraman. Or the death mask. Yeah, I mean, well, but it would have to cover your eyes because her eyes glow. You're right. That would make feet. a lot of sense. Yeah. So it would be just, you wouldn't see the face. Wait, what uh, about sunglasses? I, uh, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think they had sunglasses back then. <laughs> this, yeah, and she wouldn't wear mirrored shades because that would petrify herself. I would say no, only because if the gaze is reflected at her, she is petrified. Um, and, so she, and so she can't... Mirrors. This is tough being a Medusa. Right. You don't. You, she doesn't know she's ugly. She just. She's just told early on, "Don't look at yourself." You're, this is awful. So she can't go. She. How do you carry on a normal life as a Medusa? I don't know. These are these are problems. I'm sure someone has done a. Will will uh, will will have has probably done the ecology of that. Do you think you can go in to town? You know, you cover your eyes. You're like, hey, everybody. I just want to let you know, I'm here. I don't want to turn anyone to stone. Right. I want to live a normal life. Don't look at me. And of course, it doesn't explain, you know, does she eat food or she just, you know, again, there's a lot to this that is not explained. And, and again, again, they try to beguile humans to look into their eyes. So there must be something about, uh, uh, and it's seek prey. So what what is the purpose of... of turning them to stone. We never quite got that. Obviously, oh. the thing for me was Clash of the Titans, if you remember, the, the, um, 
the Harry Hamlin uh, movie from the 80s, right, where he went in and, and defeated the Medusa. And he had to cut her head off to take the Medusa's head to destroy the Kraken. That was the only way he could destroy yeah. the Kraken, if you remember. So I don't... Uh, yeah. When you got it, you It either means, means that me and Adventure see her and I turn to stone, or she, the Medusa, looks into my eyes and I turn to stone. Oh, those are different things. Hmm. Okay. Um, I guess we've always played it. That was an, It was a thing that's, you know, again, based on not the canon of um, that movie, that the eyes are constantly having this death ray or petrification ray. That's why I read. The gaze of the eyes will turn. That's why I, right? No, yeah. it's her gaze. They're not her or you. Her right. gaze. So, but that would be interesting. This is what's great about being the DM. Uh, you could change that to where it could be turned on and off. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, part of the challenge, and there's, and there's that whole metagaming thing, which we really have. Have we ever done an episode of metagaming? We have, no, we no. talked a little bit about it. But, um, you know, when you have old, old school players, you know, it's, and again, going back to your thing with B2, some of us had been through that. And if I remember, I was playing what? the Paladin. I know some people had what? been through that. What? What the? And that's no wonder. That's, and so I knew there was a creature in there, but I couldn't say anything, just like the white. So I detected evil. I remember it, you had to tell me it was evil. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had the, uh, the, the butcher guy in there. He claimed he, I had him right. claim he'd just been captured. That's he right. was a butcher. He, <laughs> he, was, he was trying to talk his way out of it. And that was great. I think I came close to convincing at least some of the players. But that would be cool, um, you know, if you, if, if you turned it around. But then you get the challenge of, you know, are you, are you playing for the, the, the metagamers or are you playing for the adventure as it's written? Mm-hmm. And that's always a thing. Oh, so 20 feet. So beyond 20 feet, you can't make out the fact that the hair is moving. Okay. So right, once you are within 20 feet, it'll give it away. The glaring red-rimmed eyes oh, are also visible clearly at 30 feet. Well, that's not good. So at 30 feet away, so you're 40 feet away, you're walking along, and you see a shapely woman. Right. Okay? How are you feeling? Uh, am I married? Because if I am, I'm dead already. So and? it doesn't matter. I don't understand. Well, it's just because oh. I'm, I'm dead. No, you're not married. I'm already, no, adventure. I'm already, I'm already turned to stone. How many adventurers are married? You're true. Not, you're not That's married. True. No, you're not married. So you're feeling pretty good about things, right? Yeah. And at 30 feet, you see red eye, glaring red rimmed eye. Oh, wait, at 30 feet. Wait, no, this is not. Wait, 30 feet is. If I, if, yeah, if I've seen the red eyes, it's too late. As right as you see it, yeah, because the glaring red rimmed eyes of a Medusa are visible clearly That's right. at 30 feet. So, so you see him, and that's the range of it. So you're already whacked. You're, you're that's whacked. very convenient for her. Yes. The minute you notice that they're red and glowing, it's the last thing you know. That's right. Well, potentially, if you fail your save, which right. is very likely. If right. You're, if, you're, if you're a zero level like up. Oh, right. That's unless you make a saving throw. I guess it's only one time, and then you can just you go in, and then she's, she's charging you. Well, it's one time, but that's every round you have to check. Oh. It's, it's, it's every time. gaze it's, attack. Yeah, the gaze of a... It's not... It's not just one time. If the opponent averts his eyes, then, then it will attack you. But so if you are attacking normally, then you're at 3 and 10, but plus the Medusa is plus 1. So every time you wait, every time, so if I'm going one-on-one mm-hmm. against a Medusa, every time I'm attacking normally, it's a 4 in 10 chance? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And i got to make a save. Every time, yes. Well, that's really rough. Yeah. And if I'm surprised, let's say I'm surprised, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised two segments, 
Does that mean that there is an 8 in 10 chance oh, each of those segments? She gets a gaze attack each segment. Uh, you, if I'm surprised. Right. I'd say so. So I'm like, ah, and she just looks right at you. That's it. Keep, <laughs> that would be, they were being really rough. I would have just made it one save, but you're, you're even more. Boring. Well, if it's two segments. I agree, I agree with that. Okay. Now that you mentioned it, I do agree. I don't think I've ever played it that way, but. <laughs> what if you said like, there's a four and six chance of being surprised? Because, you know, you're really, I don't know, you know, you're, you're indisposed. You're in the bathroom or something, and she opens the door, and it's four and ten. That's right. That's like, you know, the, that, that music's playing well, for four segments. Well, view, viewing, so it's interesting that viewing the monster and attacking normally is a different chance, which again. Um, and Vic also mentions that Dragon 106 has the ecology of the Mater, which is the male version of the Medusa. So that, they, they're not as lonely. That would, that would make more oh. sense. So we there's, have, a, there's a Medusa? That's right, Medusa, exactly. There's a Medusa? Oh. That's right, called the Mater. I, and I remember reading oh, it. I'm like, that's so weird. But yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Does he have snakes on his head? What no, is he? he doesn't. Oh. Uh, we'll have to look that up He's later. just like there to mate? Uh, I guess so. I don't remember. Now, Dragon 106. So you only get one attack, though, with the snake. So once... Only if you're close enough. Oh, I understand. Right, right, right. Ten feet, right? Yeah. The range of such attacks is... T- ten feet? That's long. Where is it? ten she feet? She needs a haircut. The yeah. range of such attacks is but... One foot. Oh, one foot. Oh, here we go again. Stonehenge Redux. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, why did I think that, right? Oh, I thought, must have thought that was inches, it's feet. That's right, that's one foot. Oh, so it's actually one. So, She's got to so talk o- to you. So only in this game is one foot, one is, foot. is less than right. one inch. That's right. One so, foot so is what? less than one inch. <laughs> it's, because of, I, it's because of the miniatures, right? Because you right. move them one inch. All right. Yes. So, yeah, okay, so it's, it's just one foot. Right. Okay, but so melee, but so, yeah, but if you're in melee, she gets one attack. Right. So that's why it's kind of hard for them to get at you, because just one foot. So that's why it's only one attack. It's only gets one attack. Instead of like a, 50 or whatever. Well, the assumption is, like, she, like it said, you see her, she tries, you, you avoid her gaze, she runs up, she bites you. Right, but she's got a lot of snakes on her head. But she only gets she? one attack. Right. Apparently, that's what, no matter right. how many snakes, only one of them can get at you at one time. Right, All okay. Right. So you have the, I am now the uh, Lamia Lord, and you are the Medusa. Oh, and that's great. Right? So. Yeah, I'm, very I'm, back, nice. I'm back in the Fiend Folio. Yeah. Oh, it's the Monster Mano Fiend Folio battle. That's right, Monster Oh, Man. it's the States versus right. uh, the UK. It's cross pond uh, throwdown. All right. <laughs> so. Oh, I like this. That's a great picture. Who's it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who this. So, is it the Kubatoa? By the way, we always focus. We're at this. This is. Uh, did I? Did we mention this is the optional podcast? We did not. This is optional. Thank you for those who are coming. You. This is. You're taking extra credit because this. I did put on uh, on the website that this uh, on YouTube that this is the optional podcast. Yeah, you do not have to talking, listen. Yes, you do not have to listen. So for those who are listening, I know it's been 30 minutes in, and we just told you this. But you do not have to listen to us. Right. We're not taking attendance. That's right. There's no attendance this one. It's completely optional. Because this is about the bard. We're talking about bards. 40 minutes in. Okay. So what he was mentioning here on page 58 is the Kutoa picture. I'm not sure who the artist is. If you see, I'll show it up here. It's uh, with using the man catcher to catch a poor hapless victim. Nice. Oh, that guy's in trouble. He's surrounded. He is surrounded. He's, oh, he's, he's hosed. In bad shape. All right. Uh... So that's on page 52. And actually, at our last session, uh, they, are going, they are in the Shrine of the Kutoa right now. Nice. They, uh, 
are having a good time in there. I'll just say it that way. So, let's do surprise. No, 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 wait a second. I think you need to roll, because you see me. Well, I guess we do surprise, because you're a, you're a male. I'm a male. And I'm... <laughs> That's a man, baby. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of disturbing, because you're a man with, like, what... You got this big snake-like or serpent-like... Uh, let's see, what does it say? Men... Torso? Uh, we went over this last week, and now I'm becoming like you. I don't remember anything from week to week. <laughs> If male, they wield shorts. Okay. Yeah, yes, the lower body is a serpent, whether it's male or female. So this is a snake on snake. It's a snake action. That's right. All we need is one T and we're, we're parting down. Because, yeah, you, you've got the torso that's snake-like, yep, right? And that's I've right. got the head. You've got the, the, the hair of it. Exactly. Let's do it. All right, so here's surprise. Five. Okay, Five. no one's surprised. Now, you, we, don't we need to see that if you are... If you're sort of uh, taken by me, so to speak. Uh, huh? Well, you're a man, and I'm a woman, and I appear as a shapely, where is it? It says it somewhere. I think it does, didn't it? It did. No, it was in B2. I remember that. Yeah, I, th you know, I wonder if you, uh, do we need to roll to see if you're taken by me? Yeah, he's quite shapely and human. I'm shapely. Wearing human cloak. However, the face is hard visage and snaky hair rides. So a close distance we give the creature away. I have a good personality, though. You do have a great personality. You're, <laughs> good. You're good with pets and children. Exactly. <laughs> well, first we know we need to figure out the distance. Oh. Because we're, okay, sure. we're outside. All right. Are we based on the, where are we? Uh, well. Oh, oh, wait. So we're in the, the Oh, wait. We're in the ether. What are you, wait? What are you doing? No, I'm not in the ethereal. I am. Oh, I'm poking. I'm looking in. You can look in the ethereal, but you're still in the normal plane. Because I thought the encounter was in the ethereal. It doesn't have to be. Okay. It's just that if I was in the ethereal, right. I would the Medusa could see me. I'm gonna say we're on the mountain of pain. You know where the dragon's lair was, and the goats right. found, and Noel. the goblin, the gnoll. And... Forget about gnoll blood. Yeah, that's right. So um, I think it's D4 plus six for range, for normal encounter in the DMG. So we are um, sixty feet away. Okay, so you haven't seen my eyes 60 yet. 60 yards away, right. So now it's initiative. I've just seen your body. Okay. And I'm going to, let's see, am I going to cast anything? Yeah, I'm going to cast a spell first. What? Yeah, I can cast spells. This you is can, terrible. You can do nothing. Oh, come on. You can, you can sit there and oh. ride away. So what are you going to do? You can move up or are you going to? Yeah. Heck yeah, I'm moving up. Five. Two. Two, I'm going to cast Mirror Image. So I have three images, if I can uh, remember the percentages. Very smart. All right, so I have three oh, images. That's a nice roll, 91 there. Three images more. There's four, there's four of me now. Aren't you afraid? Shouldn't you run? No. Okay. Let's do it. All right, so now what I'm do you closing. do? You, you close. You move to close. Okay. Within, thir within 30 to 30 right, feet. So you, haven't, yeah, you, haven't, you haven't gotten too close. Okay, no, so, no, no. So now it's initiative. All right. And uh, go ahead, D6. One. One. Five. So I'm going to attack normally since I don't know your... I but you got to close. Well, I'm going to move to close and I'm going to, I'm going to attack normally. So Can I'm, you close and attack in this round? No. Aren't you beyond ten, you're beyond 10 feet. Yeah, right? but I move close. I'm but gonna, I get a gaze. So yeah, so viewing yes. monster. So I'm going to say six in 10 chance. I, I don't know it's... Because I move close. You are. You're like, what is this? Right. So what shapely. Shapely and, and another human to those destroy. Do, those brain, yeah, because you have the mirror image. All right, you're viewing me? Yes. Yeah, because you don't know what I am. Exactly. Ten, I do not see your... I do Come not on. See, do not see it, so I moved to close. So now you can attack. 
Um, well, so can I, is, is that the gaze? It's a gaze attack, can't I? No, you, I, I avoided done. the gaze. That's it? Now well, you can attack. attack. I've moved to close. I'm right next to you now. Because I'm going to attack right. you. So now you can all try right. to bite me. All right, time to bite. All right. My AC is six. But so each time you attack, all right. You're rolling each time you attack. So I, I wish I had a range attack or else I would have used it. Go ahead. 15. Fifteen. All right, so let's see if you hit the... Uh, I am hit dice six. Uh, you hit. But it, what, only, I have four, three mirror images. Oh, and I got, oh, poison. I have three mirror images, so. That's true. Which have, one's the real one? One. Yes. Oh, okay. A one has been rolled for Okay, so I have to make a save or die. That's awesome. Two. Two. That's it. Yes. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Medusa. Lady Medusa's gone. And the Beatles song, I think. All uh, right. That's right. Children at your feet. Well. Yeah, no. Whatever at my feet. What? Lady Medusa, you killed, Noble. You killed senseless violence. Senseless violence at my feet. Well, that was that was brutal. Wow, I'm taking that home to the garden. Mm-hmm. How do I get that home? I need help. Well, he's dead. He's po he's poison. So I don't know what you. Oh, do that's fine. I don't know. I was thinking stone. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's not stone. You have a wait, nice wait, stone wait, garden. wait, wait. It doesn't take a round to die. I believe so. Can't. I'm gonna gaze in your eyes. You're dying. Look at me. All right, I'm gonna roll, make my save. Yeah. Sixteen. Oh wait, no, it. isn't it one of these chants? Oh, you don't. I'm, I'm oh, going to say. Right. I, I look right in. You're right. right. I'm looking at you. You're no, surprised. Dead. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Wait, six, you made it. I did make it. And now you're dead. Now I'm dead. I need to bring you to a cleric. I'm gonna... So you can raise me and <laughs> yeah, then kill me? Yeah, turn me to stone. It's too bad you don't have neutralized poison. All right. Well, we have a new, we have a new champ, the Medusa. That yes. Was, that was actually surprising. I didn't think it would have much of a chance, but very nice. I don't mess with Oh, that. you know what I forgot to do? Oh. Divine Intervention. As you're dying. As I'm dying. You're one round, yeah. Let's see. Nope. Nope. Not, I'm a terrible uh, and Noble. Our champs are going down like flies. Yeah. They're going they down are. like... And that's a level 10 monster. Remember, you rolled 10, we thought oh, this yeah. is going to be it again. It, it shows... This, this is better than American football any given Saturday. That's right. Two teams come, one wins. You can't... You can never predict it. I mean, we had an ancient red dragon die. Right? That's pretty... Now we've had a Lemiel Noble die. Okay. You, need, you need loaded dice. Well, send me yours, Vic. <laughs> Pr 3D print some. Put, put some right here. We, we have them. I know. Well, I, I, they're not loaded. Well, this one has all 20s, and this one has one. Well, yeah. Why would that not be the definition of loaded? Yeah, that's true. I, that is, that this is, is about as most loaded you that, can be. That is the loaded disc. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's true. That's quite a load. Darn that's it. That's a 20. I love the 20. Yes. That's a one. Uh, all Some right. of these look like a seven, I do have to admit, but they are cool. They're very cool. Um, all right, cool. That was great. So right. good. We have another. I'm glad match. you enjoy losing. You're always a good sport about I it. I am the referee. I don't lose. There's no mm -hmm. losing or winning. Okay. This is, uh, that's terrible thinking. All right. Well, we're gonna I'm need here to provide the world that we can share in collaborative storytelling and making, even though my story is always dying horribly, but that's okay. <laughs> we're going to need a name. That's right. He's going to start printing. That's what you should sell. 3D loaded dice. That's right. <laughs> Just load. They can't be too obvious, though. you right. got to have a couple. You know, Vic, it can't be all 20s like that. You just right. have to have, like, two 20s on opposite sides because you can never have them being seen. Right, right. So maybe you do, like, 11 through 20 on each side. Well, either that, or he could just have all the 20, 19, 18, 17, 16 all on one. Yeah. And then weight it down. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure there's people he's, who've got blogs to do that. Right. He can make loaded dice. That would right. be, that would be, that would be great. Because, you know, nothing says fun like cheating. <laughs> I mean, why else, you know, why would you want to play if you're not going to cheat? Okay. All right. all right, excellent. So this, you're, this is dead. This is the winner. Yeah. 
You're gonna have to name the Medusa now. I kind of like Lady Medusa after Lady Madonna. Okay. No. I mean, I don't know. That's fine. Okay. You know, some of these, some of this, this is a joint partnership. There's some things I defer to you. You know, and and that's one of them. Or Molly. 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 Molly the Medusa. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Molly, Lady. Uh, Molly. Where's Molly? How about Lady Molly Medusa? Lady Molly Medusa. Okay. <laughs> wow, she sounds like uh, <laughs> like she makes cookies or something. <laughs> she runs you see her little face on the cookie thing. The, the Black Widow. Yeah, Le- Molly, Molly's cookies. Stone Cold Killer. Stone Cold something. Little uh, Medusa cookies. Medusa. <laughs> yeah, little snakes. They're so crunchy. They're yeah. So, they're, Ow! <laughs> something bit me. <laughs> Just these little eyes are darting around. Little poison. Medusa cookies. Poison like, stone yeah. cookies. Mm. Okay. So again, what's interesting about that, and what we did, we think we did talk about stone to flesh at one point. I feel like we did, because um, technically you're not dead. I mean, you're dead. You're stone, right? And if you, uh, if a you know magic user comes with a six level, I think a six level stone to flesh. If you make your system shock roll, you'll be alive again, right? So in many ways, stoning, especially if you want to stone an enemy that you don't want. Dead. That's a that's a good way to trap them. Yeah, bring them back and stoned. That's mm-hmm. kind of fun. All right, I think we're ready for spell selection. Let's do it. All right, percentiles, right? Yep. You want to do it? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, magic user. Magic user spell. And it is a magic user spell. Oh, seventh level spell. Wow. Okay. Another spell you've never heard. All right, magic user seventh level spell. I need uh, six at uh, sixteen. D eight and a D six. Uh, Twelve. Power Word Stun. Power Word Stun. I've heard of this one. You have. It must be good. It's pretty good. I've never used it, but it must be good. It's not my favorite seventh level spell. Really? It's, it's, it's up there. It sounds like I'm going to say a word and you're going to be stunned. Yes. Uh, you Hopefully. Range is five feet, right? One and a half inches. Right. Five feet per level. Oh, so that's pretty good. So you're from a seventh level. What do you need to be? You have to be 14th level. Oh, wow. So at a minimum, I'm getting 70 feet? Yep. Well, that's nice. One segment, no saving throw, That's just a verbal part. component. But it's one creature. When a power word stun is uttered, any creature the magic user choice will be stunned, reeling unable to think coherently or act for two to eight melee rounds. Of course, the magic user must be facing the creature and it must be within the spellcaster's range of five feet per level of experience. Creatures with one to 30 hit points will be stunned for four to 16 rounds. And it gives us all the amounts there. And creatures over 90 hit points, oh, will not be affected. So there's no saving throw, but then it's kind of like, well, if you really have a lot of hit points. And you only use the current number of hit points. Okay. Note that if a creature is weakened due to any cause, yeah, there it is. The current number of hit points will be used. So that's a pretty simple spell to understand. I like that, at least. I don't think there's going to be a lot of controversy or interpretation, is there? go to the DMG. Okay. And I I just need to utter it. Do right. I need to be looking at it? Yeah. Uh, I miss, no, I need to be, well, I need to be facing the creature. Yes. So I just need to be facing it. You're facing it and saying, stop. Is this yours? I believe so. Yeah. You, were you about to steal it? Yes. Excuse me. I don't know how it, it got bottom. in there. I think I already did. Yeah. I think I'm returning it. No, you, we used it for the title thing. Oh, you just threw it you're obviously right. So let's see if there's any discussion in the DMG to make this spell not as good as you thought it was when you read it. Make it the, sad? Yeah. I hope not. And you read it in the. Uh... I hope it won't be sad because that would be that would make me sad. Well, so why do you not like this spell? Spell seems no. It spells cool okay. Oh. I, I I think it's good, and in fact, um, is it 
better than delayed blast fireball. That's like that's what I look at. There is no discussion of it in the DMG. Oh, the DMG is silent. I was hoping you get Cacodemon, which is another seventh level spell. That would oh. we would take the whole day. That would be our that would be our discussion because look how long the description. Oh, is you gotta be kidding me! So yes, it's very simple and it's very powerful. So for instance. What makes this super good is your 14th level, Red Dragon comes. The most hit points they can typically have is 88 hit points, right? The mm-hmm. Ancient Red Dragon. They come within 70 yards. You go, boop, and then poof. Yeah, that's great. They just collapse. They, they can't stunned. do anything. They're stunned. They, oh, and then you throw the net. And then you... Uh, they, they crash to the ground. You walk over there and finish them off. Well, no, don't you ever put a net around them? You, you could. take them and sell them yeah, at the bazaar? That's right. Sell them. Right? That's pretty powerful. Yeah, because if you there's entrapment, there's rules on that, isn't yeah. there? On how to uh, yes, you can't subdue them. To subdue? Right. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So I mean, there's very few creatures, and, and typically, magic users, any any most creatures are going to have less than ninety hit points. So that's a, so you're basically you're just walking up, it's a big red dragon, and you just like, I mean, I would hold up my hand even though I know it's just verbal because it looks cool. Right. You hold up your hand, utter this word. Right. It's one segment. Right. Down. Down. He's stunned. No save. He's stunned. No save. Two to eight melee rounds. That's serious business. Uh, or, or more. You know, you get a weak uh, magic user who has low uh, constitution. It could be four to 16 rounds. That's pretty impressive. Okay. I mean, it's simple as that. Uh, that's the problem is it's too simple. Right. We need to, like, figure out something interesting. Well, yes. we, we, we can save up some time. So it's a great spell. This is another one I would definitely have as a scroll. That would be great. Have you ever used this spell? Uh, not as a player, because I don't think I had a 14th level magic user. But I, I, I've definitely seen it used by um, liches. Oh, yeah. They like that. Most used liches don't want to... Yeah, yeah, used upon you. Well, that's bad. Yeah. And they'll usually pick... Because, again, this is also good against the magic user. So this is good against magic user. You know, it goes all goes back to surprise and... Um, Initiative. That's right, because you're done. So you're 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 a paladin, and you have 88 hit points. You come walking along. You run into the lich. Right. The lich casts his spell, and that's it. Before you know it, that a time stop, and now you're getting beaten down. It's over. It's it is over. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get a lich on the random monster. One oh, picks. that would be awesome. That would be good. It, you, I don't think he would be defeated, or she defeated. We always assume it's a male. But we shouldn't do that. No. Okay. Very cool. So that's, that's word of selection. That was good. Okay, now word of recall. We're talking about bards. They're an optional class. Right, they so are you can appendix. stop listening that's right. at this point. If, if you want to stop listening, that's totally fine. If this you don't use it. Completely optional. And so I looked up a little bit of the history. That's awesome. Hold on, let's just let me get to the bards here. Oh, so sure. To, uh, appendix te- 2, right? Appendix 2 or B. Is it B or 2? It's 2. 2. Um, and you know what? It, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it. We read these things a hundred times, right? And we ignore things. Uh, I read the introduction again as we was preparing. And it says, you know, this is fighters with some magical abilities, often not allowed by dungeon masters. Even though this presentation is greatly modified from the original bard class. So I had to look up what the original bard class was. There it is. Okay, so that's from perfect. From Strategic Review. So what year was that? What did that 1976, I think is right. By Doug Schwegman. And what's interesting about it is, and I got this, Alan Grohe had posted this online, I believe on Dragon's Foot, 
that Doug Schweigman is thanked in oh, the player's handbook. Oh, in the preface. So because that's... there is, yeah, because there was, so on page six of the player's handbook, Gary Gygax, on the final paragraph, thanks a bunch of people. Yeah. And Doug Schweigman is thanked. And also, the person who came up with the illusionist um, and the thief, right? Peter Aronson was one of them, I'm trying to remember who was the illusionist and who was the thief. But those, those gentlemen were all thanked. And there was speculation as to, you know, who was Doug Schweigman? Had he played in Gary's game in Lake Geneva? You know, yeah, they right. were just speculating. No one, no one chimed in and, and noted. Uh, well, Jim Ward is on here too, so maybe he would know. That would have been great, right? And I would have liked to go back to uh, Carlos Leising's, you know, a really good interview with Jim Ward and ask Jim well, what Gary thought of the bar. Unfortunately, someone hijacked it in the chat room about gnomes. Yes. As opposed to something that was really important. You're letting your hatred of, see, the gnomes are having the last laugh. You don't realize this. Your hatred of gnomes, you know, it obsesses you. They love it. I add it later after the podcast. Go ahead. They're laughing. They're laughing? Yes, because they're, you're, you're letting your hatred of the gnomes consume you. And this is exactly what they want to have happen. Okay, thanks. So Doug Schwegman, in the strategic review, writes up the bard. It is, it's a combination of three different things, right? Yep. right? Inspiration. So you, so you're right, you, you saw this too, right? Which was the, uh, where is it? Hang on a second. It's a hodgepodge, the Norse scald, mm -hmm. the Celtic bard, and the Southern European minstrel, plus some inspiration from the Lord of the Rings, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Tolkien, a great Nordic scholar, copied this style several times in the Lord of the Rings. So uh, an amalgam of those three things. Right. And uh, in, what was interesting, I, I don't know if you noticed this, in the original Bard class for OD&D, you didn't have to go through all those different professions first. Right. You just started as a Bard, and I think you had half-level fighting ability and thieving ability, and it, and it was magic user spells. It wasn't druid, and that gets changed. Yes, there's a huge change between. So that that reading that sentence in the player's handbook, I didn't, you know, I overlooked it all the time, and realizing, wow, there was a previous class because the class presented in uh, the player's handbook is problematic at best. I'll just say it that way. And and, and there were revision, suggested revisions. That's right, in Dragon Magazine. So I'm not sure how we got from what David had. Right, is David or Dan? A Doug. Doug. How Doug's version of it m progressed into this one. So, well, let's talk about what you think was problematic. It sounds like you think that having to go through the fighter and the thief class is what makes it problematic. Yes. So the way it works, uh, uh, the class, when you read, uh, well, first, there's a few things. First, you need skills that are exceptional. You need 15 or better in four of the six you, there are minimums for every stat. I'm going to see if I can be a bard, okay? Ready for this? What's that? Nine? Thirteen. That's twelve. Twelve, so that would be your intelligence. Okay. Oh, look at this. Eleven. Oh, I got an eleven. Oh! So that's one. That's a seventeen. Okay, that's good. Oh, eleven. Fourteen. All right, that's your constitution. So you need I'm three, in trouble. You need three rolls of fifteen or better now. Oh, boy. I'm in trouble. Nothing like dice rolling live on... Right. You need a six. Oh, sorry, you can't. I'm be done. Bard. That's right. You're I done. can't be. I want to be a bard. Can't no, be a bard. No, no, you can't <laughs> be a bard. I'm quitting. This game sucks. Can't we play O D and D? No. Yeah. We're playing first edition. Playing advanced dungeons. No, oh, no, wait. Oh, that's right. 
Wait a second. Do I need to have? I don't know. What's the same? Wait, back in OD and D, did you have to have certain roles to be things, or could you pretty much be anything? I you don't. Want? I mean, I'm sure there were later, but I don't remember it being a requirement. I don't. Th you know, so I think I could be it back in the day here, right? OD and D. I think if I want to be it, I could just be it. It sounds like. Does anyone remember back in the old school version? Wow. So all right. So yeah, that made it very difficult. But so we all wanted to be it, didn't we? No. Oh, really? Well, I think the idea of it's great because of the amount of hit points that you could potentially have. And the reason you have so many hit points is it's this amalgam of dual class, uh, triple class, triple class. Right. So first, it can only be human or half-elven, which again, half-elves, why are they doing triple class? Doesn't make any sense. Oh. And, and if you view this as sort of dual class, right? They can't even dual they class. Can't the only dual thing that doing dual class are humans. That's correct. So, so, that's so in the class, it says they can play as fight. They begin as fighters. So you just and they main exclusively as fighters until the fifth level of ex at least fifth level, right? And then prior to becoming eighth level, so between fifth and seventh, you can go up to. And then you have to switch over to thief, just like a dual class would do. Oh, and I want to stay because I'm going to fight at fighter level, aren't I? Right. I want to make sure that I get the highest fighting level. What would that be? Seven. Seven, seven dash eight is the same table. Uh, seven dash s is the same. So I should go to seven. At least, right? Oh, prior to, oh, anytime thereafter, any event prior to attaining eighth level. Right. Oh, so I want to go to seventh. Seventh, because then you get your three per two attack in this oh, version. Oh, right. And do I get, I, weapon, I get weapon proficiency issues too. I don't know. You if get I a get few, more. yeah, you get one, three, five, seven. So you have a bunch of weapon And I'm going to keep my hit points. You're going to keep your hit so points. So I definitely want to go to seventh level. Right. If I can hold out. If you can hold level. out. Right. Then, uh, then you must become a thief again sometime between fifth and ninth. You leave off thieving and begin clerical studies. Now, the interesting part... Well, druid, right? Uh, you be, it's right, yes. Yeah. Clerical studies as druids. Right. Uh, but now they're considered bards. And I was a bard to be before that. It's right, a bard to be, a bard to bard to bard to be, bard to be, yes, bard to be. I'm actually one of those characters. I'm gonna make a fighter named Bard to be. Pregen, he's bard to be, and he's on his way. I mean, it doesn't matter because he's just a pregen. You're never gonna be a bard. But his no. name is bard to be. Okay. No. So, so you've already got uh, the hit points. So when you become a quote-unquote first-level bard, you're going to have 70, 80 hit points, potentially. Right. And is the good news is I am going up really fast, aren't I not? When I become a thief, because I'm now like eighth level, I am, aren't I progressing on the thief table? Right. Yet now. aren't I really racking up XP because right. I'm going through adventures now but with a bunch of... For fourth and seventh level people, yeah. Right? So, so I should be... Speeding through. Right. So every session you're wanting to go back to town. Exactly. Right. I don't care about the dungeon. I got 5,000 experience. I points. need to level up. I need to level up. Exactly. I need money. So, okay, so you're going to fight or it'll take a while, mm -hmm. but then you race through Thief. Right. And now I'm a bard. Now, and hopefully the campaign has lasted that long. Right. Because you've played seven levels of fighters. It's now 1989, <laughs> it's, and everyone's in college. Everyone's and gone, married. That's right. that's right. I'm like, Dad, I just became a bard. I just became a first-level bard. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is great. No. Sorry. But what, this is terrible. Yeah, what level? This is crazy. Well, I guess you're going up fast. So the good news is, it's not like the part. The party is not all at like 12th level or something like no, that. No, but they're pretty high level. I mean, so like eighth or ninth. If you went to the maximum. Seventh level fighter, and you stop as soon as you turn seventh level. That's seventy thousand. Then on thief, and you went uh, to the maximum there. That's another seventy thousand. So you need one hundred forty thousand. So everyone else is an eighth level illusionist, a ninth level fighter, 
a seventh level ranger, a seventh level fighter, a okay. paladin. But you are first level now. So the other challenge is when you're a thief, you're a thief. You're not a. I can't, and I and, I, and I've got the uh, the armor restrictions, don't I? I'm right. a thief, right? You're so a I'm thief. wearing leather armor. You're a first level thief. Right. No bows. Right. So so that's when it's really hard for those five or six adventures when you go through your thief class, and it doesn't. And again, I personally have a problem with it because if you're a human. When did you become, the idea is when, you, when you're a first level thief, you took some time before becoming a first level thief to learn the skills. Right. When did you have time to do that? Because typically, right. what do they say? Oh, I'm now a first level thief. Well, you just poof. You're, you're supposed to do an apprenticeship or something like that. I would think, but when, that would never happen. But hey, but I'm a bard to be. It's too hard bard to be. Well, no, no, I, I never like that. I don't like dual class, especially for humans. It makes no sense whatsoever. Well, what's, okay, so what's interesting is, I, I read this on Sage Advice last night is that how do you interpret and in any event prior to attain, I'm sorry, they must change their class without a thief again, again, sometime between fifth and ninth level. So I believe Sage Advice read that meaning, yes. you gotta be sixth, seventh, or eighth when you quit. Because they read between, literally. Right. Between, not including. Right. So it's a little bit different. So, so there's some controversy there. Can I go, I can't go to ninth. Sage Advice thought I couldn't go to ninth, and I couldn't stop at fifth. Right, and, typi that? and typically, if you was a dual class, you can't use your previous skills until you exceed the, uh, the level of the subsequent class. Oh, is that right? Right. I did not know that. Yeah, okay. so if you, were, if you went to third level fighter and you become a magic user, you can't start using your fighter skills without penalty until you turn fourth level uh, magic user. Okay, well, and I know that they, I, I saw someone wrote, so it's where, a real hassle. When it's important that you want to pick weapons that you can use as a bard, because the bard right. is going to be limited, right? You're not like a fighter, right? right? So you need to specialize. You need to pick proficiencies that are going to be weapons that you can use as a bard, correct? Right. So right there, yes. The, the weapons are on page 118 that are on the second column on the upper right. Yes, I see that. Oh, yeah. So I can only wear leather or this is or magical chain mail. I should have magical chain mail at that. So the... They say save your magical chainmail. That's another thing too. Right. Hoard it away, right? So right. if you're a third level fighter and you find some magical chainmail and you're wearing plate mail, right. save your magical chainmail. That's right. Okay. So you need to be you need to be looking ahead. That's the the problem. You're not you're you're trying to set up for a class that you may never get to. Okay. No that to me is the big problem. No shield. Is that because I'm holding a harp? Yes. Okay. Yes. You have, must use a stringed instrument. <laughs> Do I have to wield it? <laughs> well. But that's where you get all these. That's where you get all these puns where they're singing. You know, everyone else is fighting and they're you know rallying the troops. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. because we'll, we will get to that. So I can use. Okay, so I can use a club. It seems weird that I'm a bard and I've got a club. Yeah. Doesn't that seem more ogre like, half ogre fighterish? Well, it's a stick basically. Okay, you, you're good for the bar. We've fight. had this debate. I feel like clubs should have some sort of. I feel like there's a shops where there's like nice. The clubs. Mary Club Shop. Yeah, and they're like good clubs. Clubbers, just a piece of firewood. Clubbers Clubhouse or whatever the clubhouse. The clubhouse. There you go. That's good. That's specialty good. clubs. The specialty clubs at the for clubhouse. ogres like ogres or you know. The clubhouse. It's run by a half ogre. <laughs> of course. All right, all right. I like it because we need places for our town. Did you know? Uh, you know the. Uh, uh, the Tingle, yeah. Robin Tingle, and the uh, Sal's uh, Poor Emporium. And somewhere you're riding now the, the Vortex. And the, vor right in the Vortex. Well, that's in some shop. That's I don't right. know where that is, right? Or is it just a shop called the Vortex? Okay. Why would you go into the place called the Vortex to ride the Vortex? I think it should be in an inn. I agree with you. That's more like an inn or something you. like that. I agree with you. They, they, right, they bought the machine. <laughs> they bought it online. 
<laughs> they bought it from a traveling vortex uh, salesman. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Okay. Um, a dart, javelin, sling, scimitar, spear, stuff. Okay. Sword. Thank you. Bastard, broad, long, or short. So they can have a sword. So that's good. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. A lot, well, maybe we should go. Let's keep we should go in order, right? Yes. Because the alignment. Right. So you can be any you can be anything but I read this to be you can anything but true neutral. They must always remain neutral, but can be chaotic, evil, good, or lawful neutral. Oh, or if they wish. Wait, so I can't be chaotic evil. Right. I guess you I have, have to have, have a, you have to have you have to have, a, you have to have a neutral in it. Somewhere. Right. This remind okay, this reminds me of the neutral good thief. Yeah. Okay. Someone help me out here. That doesn't I don't understand that. This just seems to me arbitrary. Neutral has to be somewhere in there. Right. It's like, you know, thieves can be neutral or evil, and everyone assumes that means you can't be good, but then you can be neutral good because the word neutral is in it. Yes. So I don't understand this. What's the, why, I just have to be, so bards have to be neutral in some aspect, whether it is good versus evil or chaotic versus lawful, and it... Yeah, it almost I, feels like they should be neutral more of the time, and then they can drift into one of these other ones but doesn't make a whole lot of sense oh so you so the bard is a non new is it because oh you know what it is the druid part well, <laughs> you gotta have some neutral right you have to have the druid part and uh oh. you know it almost this one almost feels like and again the, the the evolution from the one that you talked about where he the the themes of it to the one that comes in the dragon magazine really focuses on the the welsh uh history of bards mm -hmm. So the idea is, you know, you have a culture, you know, you're, you're a professional storyteller, lore person, right. musician, and uh, you don't want to piss people off, basically, because mm -hmm. that's, you're, you're, you're an information trader, so you want to be fairly neutral with it, is the idea. Yeah, I'm the but, poor but, but later, in this Dragon magazine, best of, not this one, the other one, uh, Sing a New Tune, which, again, I don't want to go there yet, um, because we haven't finished this. He becomes mostly good. So again, there's people have struggled with this as, but as it's written, you have to have some kind of neutral. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, I don't know. I I kind of like the idea of a uh, a neutral evil bard. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Not necessarily to play it, but you know, right. I was the baddie. Kind of like King Diamond or something. <laughs> He's. No, 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 I'm sorry. That's Marilyn Manson and Sophie Frost. You're not King Diamond. Yeah, like King Diamond. That's right. King Diamond was a neutral. <laughs> King Diamond is a neutral evil bard. I Welcome to hell. Uh, yeah, I, I will. Yes, if I don't have. So now you have King Diamond in your mind as the bard. Yeah, his voice was so shrill. I'm, I can't even. I know. Nah. I never liked. Yeah. Nah. He was Merciful Fate, right? Yes, he was yeah. in Merciful Fate before he went into. Uh, and of course, Meng is not here anymore. So hopefully he'll because he met. He was. Commenting about our metal thing, so right. King Diamond, there you go. Yeah. All right, so uh, experience points are strictly those gained as a bard. They're not considered. Okay, well we get that. I like how bards won't help each other out. Yes, unless you're twenty third. Right. And and somebody mentioned, what if you have two bards in the same party? Yeah, <laughs> will they, will they, the higher level one not help the, the lower right. level one? They won't talk to each other. They, it's, <laughs> it says college is an important distinction for a bard, and he or she will not associate bard of a lesser college. So this was a problem because remember. We had talked about, and actually a shout out to our, um, oh, who was the player we had? Um, he drifted off uh, in uh, Citadel by the Sea. He went through the secret door. Um, he suggested, oh, so much for the... I need to put another, the, the eternal flame is, gonna say. Is, is a little light. We have, to, right. we have to replenish it. Good thing we're not in charge of the Kennedy uh, memorial. <laughs> 
Well, it's still on. It's just very dark. It's very dark. Yeah. But for if you become a patron, we'd be able to buy. Uh, actually, we'll use our patron money to buy more of these uh, things. Yeah, that's a good use of our patron money. That's good. Use. Actually, I have some at home. I do as well. So, uh, need, so it's on. It's just very faint. We Sorry. were gonna do, and it was only We were gonna do a uh, a bunch of adventure with five bards in a van or based on yes. a wagon, right? That's right. The band is back together right, traveling. Exactly. Right. But they all need to be the same level. Or no, it actually is more entertaining that they're not. They're not that's helping right. each other out. That's right. So all right, so that would be the dis the boy band, the bard boy band. Yeah, I love it. Except of course, by then you're forty. <laughs> They're old. It's all that time. It's like the spinal tap of, right? of them. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, it's and I love it's an important distinction that he or she will not associate with Bard of Leicester College. The exception is the obviously the one who's the magna alumni. He's the highest, twenty third level. Uh, and after, that, so if you're twenty second level, right, you've been through everything. Ah, go screw the rest of you guys. But right. once you turn twenty third, you become magnanimous. Well, then you're just above it all. Right, you're just yeah. Uh, but you've reached one it. level. It makes the world. Well, cause, no, because at twenty second, you're pissed at the people at twenty third. But once you've reached it, you're like, what do you care anymore? You've reached the top of the mountain. Is is is? I don't think there's a restriction, right? You don't have to fight the other bards. No, I don't right? think. No, That's I don't think bad. you are like the. That's too bad. I think you can have a I would lot put that of 23rd in there. level bar. I would put that in there, Battle oh, the Bands. Yeah. You have to... <laughs> ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 What do you call that? That's a, a throwdown? Yeah, that's right. Throwdown, Battle of the Bands. It's like Crossroads <laughs> at the end when uh, Ralph Macchio is playing against Steve I. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would... If, yeah, someone wants to play a bard, once you get to a high level thing, you, once you try to promote to a college, you've got to... Yeah, you could like a gang membership. you got to get in or you forget it. Yeah, Yeah, we should just do a bard a whole bard campaign. Well, the problem is you'd spend most of the time not playing as a bard. You'd have a bunch of fighters or thieves. Yeah. That's the sucky part. I don't think you're taking the bard seriously enough. No, it's not serious at all. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. So I get the six. So I get the ten-sided as fighter, right? right? Then I go to the six as thief, and right. then I go and, and, and then, then you I keep, keep the six. getting more six. And this is the crazy part. But I keep getting them. This is right. awesome, right? Because I don't get the plus one. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Powered stun is not going to work on a bard. So wait, if you are a twenty-third level. Right. If bard. If you're a 23rd level bard. How many hit points? So, so how many? On average? Yeah, because I've been a fighter for, let's say, the max levels. What's that? That would be eighth, right, seventh level. So but you're getting five and a half hit points. If I, Oh, wait, I have a good con. You've got at least 15 con, so six and a half I points. have to have a 15 con? Yes. Oh, yes. my golly. Or was that the lower one? Uh, no, no, con's 10. Oh, con's 10. Sorry. So let's say I didn't get that, because that would okay. have been an amazing score. That, yeah, so right. I don't get any bonus. 5.5 times uh, 7 is 35, 38, 37 and a half points. Okay, then I'm going to... What, eighth level? Wait. Yeah, but I you just... don't get anything as you're going up in levels in Thief until you exceed the level. Oh, where does it say that? I'm sorry. Is that true? That's Well, that's in dual class, but I don't know what bars. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what? Because that's typically, well, that's, let's go back to dual class here. I wouldn't allow them to get. But this is not well, I understand. technically all previously earned are not considered here. Do I not? If you have two classes. It says, or in addition to existing. Oh, no, look. Plus the possibility of those earned as a thief. If you look at hit points. Yeah. All right. All right, let's, let, let's try to figure this out. All right, hit points shows an asterisk. An asterisk. Asterisk. Right. Asterisk. Of course. It's, it's rules AF. What's I, wrong I, with you? You got to remember this I, stuff, I right? agree. <laughs> so so you actually, you'll go from like talking about something, oh, and all is. of a sudden okay. you're talking about hit points for the bar. Okay. To indicate the bard has as many hit dice as he or she has previously earned as a fighter, plus a possible addition of those earned as a thief. Oh, you are so you are correct, sir. Yes, I'm glad. Exceeds those level of fighter. Oh, so they're not going to. 
If I go to seventh level. You, well, if you went to eighth level thief, you get another hit, hit dice. Oh, that's right. So I get one. So I do want to go to eighth level as a right, thief. So then you I want to get the eighth level skills. So, so you're, you're at 41 hit points. Okay. Before you become a bard. Now I'm off Average. and running, and I don't get any at first level. Right. But then after that, you get another up to 10 hit dice, right? So that's another 35. 35.5 plus 12. Wait, 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 I got lost. So you can be 23rd level, right? We're saying this guy. Oh, I do start getting pluses. I'm sorry, you're yeah. right. So you get, to, you, we're assuming he's 23rd level. Okay, yes. So he got his 10 hit dice right. plus 12. Right, so the 10 is at times three and a half, right? Three and a half, that's so right. And then plus 12, right. So he ends up with 12.5 is one, two, uh, two here, comes two, uh, nine, 11, 13, he, he would have, on average, on average, 80, 80, 89 hit points. But by that point in time, I have 3 million. Smashing loots, I love it. I have... This is average, 89 hit points. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, the name of... The uh, Smashing yeah, Loots. Yeah, I like them. We call the Smashing Loots. Yeah. They're all neutral evil. <laughs> it's a neutral evil. Led by King Diamond. Oh, yeah, and they smash the loot at the end of each show. That's right. That's great. Smashing loots. So, well, we have to put that on Twitter. What is an all evil, neutral evil bard groups called? Right. I'm going to put that out there. People like my top 10. They can play. The Smashing Loots can play in our town periodically, right? right? Did they open for Venom, or is that (laughs) Merciful Fate? (laughs) Smashing Loots, Merciful Fate, and uh, DSI. Right. right. That was a great show. It was, yeah. Over in Lakeland? The, the Civic Center? Yeah, I don't think they can. Yeah, I don't think they play the Civic Center. <laughs> um, I think they played the Haven in, in oh, Fairbanks. I felt Loma. Um, okay, so, but wait, is that that many hit points? Because a 3 million, this is 3 million just from Bard. Yeah. On top of, I mean, everyone else, isn't everyone else like 15th level? Yeah, but they can't get that many hit points. So if you're a fighter, you only get... I know, but I've been losing hit points from, I didn't get any from Thief. And now we've got three million. It's only a six hit die. Right, well, if you're, let, let's go with I'm your. I'm not better than a fight. Am I better than a fight? The fighter continued to get 10 hit. How high can the fighter go? The fi- well, let's use a fighter. The f- if he, fighter, he, go, he gets nine 10 sided hit dice. Does he end at 11th? I've never thought about that. No, he keeps going. Oh, it does say that per level each edition. And then he gets three hit points. So uh, he, he would get another four, eight. Uh, he would become tw- he'd be almost a twentieth level uh, fighter. So when I'm the bard, twenty third level bard, the fighter's twentieth level. Plus or minus, yeah. So if he's a twentieth level, and you know thing, he's got a good con. Well, you don't know that, but yeah, the average. If that. we we'll, we'll let's we'll give it a thing. So at six point five times nine is fifty four, fifty seven, and then he goes up ten more levels, which is thirty. So he has eighty seven. Oh, so I am better. It's slightly better, but okay. that's the best class fighter. So he's You're a right. bard. You're right. Yeah. So okay. So the bard, on average, does come out better. Well, I mean, if you go 100th level, then the fighter's still the best. Because, oh, that's right. The fighter can't Because he's out. getting three hit points for each level. Above oh, because I'm done. So I'm done at 23rd level? That's it. There's no 24th level. That's it. So unlike fighters, right. so there is a ceiling. Who's played these games that have 24th level guys? That's what I want to know. What do you do? There's probably guys who had it in like three months. Yeah. I mean, it's type of game, right? Yeah, the Monty Hall game, I guess. I don't know. Okay. But you're right. Okay. So I got a Twitter thing. I got a name of the band. Okay, and I get to know, all right, so what else? I get to know, I get druid spells. And right, I cast so in this one, unlike OD&D, which was magic user, kind of a knockoff magic user, this bard is, has druid spells. Do I get wisdom bonus for that? I would, I would allow it. Would you? 
I would. It doesn't say it. I don't think. I would allow it because they're beginning clerical studies, so they are clerics then. Okay. Well, that would be very nice. If I yeah. got a high wisdom. Why do I not? need a high wisdom to be a bard? Uh, yes, 15. I do. So it's at least 15. Yeah. So you'd have two first level and a second level. Yeah. So congratulations. So let's see. Well, number of spells by Druid. Maybe we should read this. Shows the number and level of Druid spells which the bard is able to use during one day. The bard selects which spells he or she wishes to have for that day, praying to see if his god will grant them and cast them exactly as a Druid of that level would, but never beyond the 12th level Druid ability until the 23rd level is reached. 23rd level bards cast their spells at 13th level Druid ability. Bards can read scrolls which contain Druid spells. Okay. All right, so let's keep going. So look at all the cool abilities. They have different colleges, different languages. So you could end up with like, I don't know, 15 additional languages. And I don't have to study them. Yeah, just, just I just know them. I don't have to search out the, nope. the green dragon to learn it. Okay? I got a charm percentage. This is subsumed as part of the work. Then they can charm, which again, there's a thing about that in the next paragraph. And this is with the, yeah, we'll talk about that. That's with the music, right? That's not yep. a spell, per se. They have legend lore ability. And legend lore is knowing things about people, right? People, place, or thing. Okay. And learning about a particular magic item. So that's so that so the legend lore and the item knowledge that's sort of like the historical aspect right, right. where they were a historian and they document things I assume that's the influence on that well that and they um, trade and like again going back more to the Welsh thing as, as it's described in the dragon which we haven't gotten to it's the they are the encyclopedias they're the walking encyclopedias right. they're the traveling sages because they, they trade songs they. Uh, you know, we think of the old times where they didn't have as much written word, that songwriting and storytelling was that, and they just are going around from town to town picking up knowledge, and that's why they're gathering it. Did you read the songs and the poems in Lord of the Rings, or did no. you skip them? Yeah, you skip them. We think we've talked about that. Right. That's our the Lord of the Rings for me was about 85 pages. <laughs> fight, you read it in afternoon. <laughs> fight, 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 up, giant poem about uh, right. Galadriel, <laughs> skip. Uh, Tom Bombadil, skip. No oh. fighting, skip. Tom Bombadil was kind of bardish. Did he, he seem bardish? He's, he seems gnomish to he me. Doesn't seem, well, he doesn't seem to care a lot about the outside world, no. so I don't know, you know? Well, the gnomes don't either. They don't care. Why would they? That's right, because they're But your problems. That's right. Anyway, yes. Okay, all right. So I did, uh, I did skip all that. Okay. Fellowship of the Rings is like a pamphlet, if I were, you know, it's like <laughs> the abbreviated version. I should right. make my own. That would be my other Kickstarter. Lord of the Rings for people who just want the fighting. There would be 100 pages. We're going to read a poem. That's it. We're going to have a new segment. <laughs> I'm in a new segment, Lord man. of the Rings poem? Yes. I'm bringing Lord of the Should I bring my lute out when, I, when we play? <laughs> yes. So I'll, I'll have some Do you have a lute? I have a mandolin. You're a bard. I could be a bard. Because yeah, That's right. Because you play. Uh, except I'd be a zero-level fighter, thief, and first-level... Bard, but yes. What's the difference between a mandolin and a lute? Uh, I think mandolin has more strings. They're doubled up. You should learn to play the lute. How much does a lute cost? Like, can no I get idea. you up for That's... Christmas? Can you find them at Target for like 15 bucks? I'm sure they can't. Be, a little plastic I have a ukulele. One. That's close enough. Can I just use that ukulele? No, it's got to be a lute. I'll tell you it's a lute, and you won't know the difference. I won't. Exactly. I think that would be fine. I want to see you playing a lute. Okay, I'm bringing the lute That out. could be a Grotcon. That's, that's we should have a show. We should have the Smashing Lutes. The Smashing Lutes. At Grotcon. Which, by the way, Firestone, I'm still making progress. You saw she, uh, the, uh, Jeremy Flynn's, uh, one of her, his fans, who I reached out to when we did that research, right. sent me the lyrics from that thing. Wow. I'm going to show it to you next week. Wow. We, now we just need the music and we that. can reenact that. Wow. 
Okay. That's awesome. Why am I rooting against that? Okay. So on bar. Yes, you're smashing the loot. Exactly. That'll be at the end. Here's your patron money because I smashed things. Yeah, yes. that'd be amazing. Okay. So always engage in combat. Oh, and uh, with the uh, le- uh, item knowledge and legend lore, if there's an inscription on it, right, mm-hmm. the item, they automatically know it. Yeah, right. Because they know runes, glyphs, character symbols, etc. Right. So the idea, if they found Sting, they'd be like, "Ooh, I know this," or whatever it is. Right. They know, the right. Lord of the Rings when they put it in the fire and they pull it the out. The ring. They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the one ring." Yeah. I think I told Frodo I, that long ago. <laughs> yeah, that thing's totally evil. That's right. All right. The bard always engages in combat. Attain as a fighter. Yep. So wait a second. But so you, ah, but see, that's interesting. That's a negative, isn't it? Because you stall out at seven. To right. eight. You'll always be seventh level. So you may have higher hit points than your fighter buddy. Right, but, but you're, he, you're never going to fight any better. You're not. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel. I seem like you're kind of frail. Like yeah, I would be kind of. You my be frail. Body you'd be. You'd be, frail, you'd be, be you just won't be getting any better at it. You've transitioned from being a fighter. You're now. I know, but it seems you're the jack of many trades. That's the idea. Right. Okay. Uh, thief previously attained. Fine. Now this is nice. All saving throws on the most favorable table. Yep. That's nice. Uh, must always have a stringed instrument. Okay. Which I like. I mean, you'd think I'd like the bard because I have stringed instruments. Now, here's things Absolutely. Where... Can a loot be a weapon? Of course it can. It's a club. Anything Co- that... But any... it has to make a save versus crushing blow every time right. you attack with it. Right, right, So... But I could see like a serrated edge around the loot and you just kind of... That'd be cool. Get off me. Exactly. So... Uh... Or a flying V. You know what we're talking about? The flying V guitars? Yes. That's what I would carry around. Because yeah. I'd have a knife on it, like a steel. Randy Rose. And he yeah, had a polka dot exactly. Flying exactly. I'd just stab people with it. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> That's right. Just stab them. It's like the Gorgons. It's like the two-horned attack. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Okay. Now, this is where things, I don't know. Poetic ability. Yeah. This is where I might be lost. You might be losing me here. Right. I know you're like only losing you here. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm reciting a poem Right. So melee is happening. So it's okay. Declare. Fighter says I charge. Magic user says I get out my spell components and I prepare to cast lightning bolts or whatever, right? Right. Cleric says um, I'm going to get my mace and charge. Thief, I'm going to try to turn, go behind, move silently into the back and backstab. Bard, I pull out a poem. Right. Have I got that right? That's right. You okay. straight, you tune your instrument. Ding, yes, ding, I get ding, out. Ding. Yes, I'm tuning my instrument. Ding. Well, no, wait, no, I'm doing a poem. I'm not. Do I have to? Do I have no. to play while I while I? Not for the first thing. Poetic abilities increases morale by ten percent. Does that really? I guess that matters if I have a lot of higher. I guess that right. only matters if I have hirelings or henchmen, right? Yep. Because players never do roll for morale. Okay. And and it only requires ferocity and attack. So plus one. So it's like a what? Like a blessed spell kind of thing? Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, it's like a blessed spell. Both of these characters require two rounds of poetics. So the party could be dead by that point. Um, two rounds of poetics will raise morale and cause ferocity, but one round will do neither. The effects last for one complete turn. That's not bad. That's ten rounds, right? Ten minutes. One turn. And I... But I, I while engaging in this activity, the bard can engage in melee combat, but not in any singing or spell casting. Right. Oh, so wait. I can engage in... Tales, yeah. You're inspiring people. I'm engaged in combat yes. while saying, reciting a poem? Right. Oh, wait. It's like Braveheart, but you're actually fighting. Oh, wait a second. Now I kind of like this because this is right. so wild. 
Right. So I'm in melee. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm attacking. That's right. And Slip I'm the dogs of war. Poem. That's right. You're quoting Shakespeare or something like that. Okay. They'll never take our freedom. Okay. Freedom. Exactly. Okay. All right. So, so if you, if you know, if you, uh, you're moving forward and you're, you know, you're inspiring your folks because you're telling them the tale of Helm's Deep or whatever. Right. And that, you know, you're now okay. you're in Tirith and you've survived and you're saying how the legend of whatever. Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right. You get a free bless and it lasts for a turn. Okay. And there's no limit to it, so you can do it every time. You must have a lot of tales. Yeah, or, just or, keep going, right? Right. Literally, you just be doing, I would do it all the time, basically. So I'm being, like, attacked and, like, an orc's blade goes in me and I'm still, blood's coming out of my mouth and I'm... <laughs> That's right. This gurgled poem comes out and, okay. Note that while engaged in this activity, the bard can engage in combat but can't sing or spell cast. So that's, okay. that's the only... Uh, now, it requires two rounds to do that. So then the question is, after two rounds... Uh, do you, could you have to keep doing it, or do you have to stop? It's, to me, it sounds like you have to do two rounds and then last for a turn. I think I can stop. Right. Because that was so inspiring. Right. You're, you're, you've done, and it's good for ten minutes. That's right. Right. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. Yep. A bard singing and playing negates the song effects of harpies and prevents similar attacks which rely upon song. It will likewise soothe the noise of shriekers. So. <laughs> So there's a shrieker shrieking, and I'm playing, and right. it's, it starts to purr. The, the ha yeah, it's soothe the savage beast kind of thing. <laughs> okay. That's right. You're um, playing Stairway to Heaven or whatever. Soothe. Near, near, right. near. What happened? Did they lose that trial? They were being sued I for copyright. They I think they won. They? Okay. I think they won after, but I think it's under appeal. Or they lost originally. I think it won on appeal. Yeah. The singing and playing. So well, I'm not worried about copyright here. It's part of, I have public domain This at this point. All these songs are public domain. Is that true? No, not that one. Oh, okay. It's going to be a while. Okay. Thanks to Disney, right? Copyright laws are now 500 years or something. Like that, 500 oh, years. Oh, I, I, okay. I should be trying to figure this out. This is clearly in your no, back to no. your genus no, of no. copyright law. No, no. It's, it's like asking, you know, I'm a podiatrist. I'm not a heart surgeon. Okay? I know feet. That's all I know. I know feet really well, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, so the singing and playing so now we get to the singing and playing business yes. likewise has a chance of charming okay so the singing and playing is to charm yep so the poem is to inspire increase morale plus one to hit yep the singing and the playing can either negate the effects or right that's gonna be unusual but it can happen but what? but so it, it's to to charm yes 40 feet so you gotta hear it must be diced for if they're not already associated with the bard and those possibly affected must say versus magic or be charmed and sit entranced while the bard sings. Note that even those creatures not charmed will listen to the bard singing and playing for one full round. So that's right. nice. So no matter what, it's basically, if you read it this way, that if you start singing and playing, they will not attack you for one full round. Because it's okay. So I watched the Graham Norton show, right, which is, is a British uh, talk show. It's a very good talk show. And they always have a band at the end. And we always give it like... 10 seconds of listening. That's what's sort of happening here. Right. Right. You listen, and you're like, okay, well, wait a second. Right. Let me see if I like this or not. Right. right. So think about that. I mean, that is a powerful thing. You basically get around to your, your players can continue to do things, not attack. Oh, you know what would be great? The Medusa needs to hook up with the bard. Right. Right? Exactly. They walk around, the bard starts playing, and then you got the, well, then you got the round. Perhaps right? the male of the Medusa should be a bard. Right, okay, whatever it's called, the Vic told us that. And then you do the, you do the, you probably made it up. And, and then, then you, you, I remember it. Charmed creatures are subject the to seduction. Okay, I need help with this because I didn't understand this. Okay. Charmed creatures are subject to suggestion. Yeah. 
as if it were the spell of that name from the bard, and if the bard implants a suggestion in his singing, the charmed creatures must save versus magic at minus two on their dice rolls or be subject to the full impact of the suggestion. Okay, help me out here. Why would I ever not implant suggestion? Is there any downside to implanting suge oh, suggestion in... I, I guess, do I need to have the spell ready to go? No, you're not, you're not casting a spell. Right, it's not a druid's possession. It's not so a druid you can spell. charm people... And, right. they, and, and they will be, the, the, the effect of the charm is they will sit in trance while the bard sings. All right, so I'm starting to sing. That's, it's not like charm person. The effect, it's not like charm person where they're going to do something you want. You're, if you're charmed, you're going to sit there and keep, while I keep playing, you're going to listen. Okay. People who make their, who, who the percentage doesn't, they listen for a round and then they go back and do it. Right. Now that they're charmed... If I want them to do something, oh, I'm going right, to do the I suggestion. Guess. So some charmed creatures are subject. So right. So first you're charmed. Right. Once I've got you charmed, now I can. And it's keep minus two to save because I'm because you're uh, charmed. What's the difference between charmed and suggestion? So a charm person is you're my best buddy now. Okay. Suggestion and and I can. Oh, but I can take more advantage of you with suggestion. Right. So well, you're not an idiot if you're charmed. That, well, you're not supposed to. I mean, it, especially we talk about monster charm versus charm uh, person. It says under charm person, first level magic user, uh, except no, this is the same as second level charm personal mammal, but they, they can only be persons. So we have to go back to druid because we're flipping and we're flipping. The spell is who casts a trusted friend and ally, be heed and protected. The druid does not enable to control the charm piece as an automaton. But any word or deed will be viewed in the most favorable way. The charm creature will, will not obey a suicide. So remember back to what they're capable of doing. Suggestion, right. which is, what is that, second level, third level? I forgot what's suggestion. You'd think I would know suggestion because we use it. It's one of our segments. It's third level spell. He or she influences the action of the chosen recipient by uttering a few words. So this is... One is, I'm your, protect me, I'm your friend. Suggestion says, go jump off the cliff, even okay. though you would say it like, you, should, I, you can fly, why don't you cr cross, the right. thing, cross the ravine? Right, okay, got it. Okay, so that's very useful then. Right, because again, it must be made sound reasonable. A request to, to stab himself, throw himself a spear, emulate, will automatically negate. However, a session that a pool of acid is actually pure water would be refreshing is a different matter. Okay, all right, that makes sense, thank you. So it can be attempted on the same creature but once per day, loud noise or physical attack will immediately negate charming. Yes. But not suggestion. So I guess if you see a, a bar, oh, but everyone's, yeah, you see a bar starting to play, everyone is, note that either you're not charmed, will listen. So the everybody, so if you've got. Right, Any, the battle stops as soon as you start playing. What's the range of that though? So 40 let's say, feet. Or that, right? that Forty that? feet. So I've got ten orcs. Right. They just stop standing there. Yep. They're just bap bap bap. Oh, that's smoke on the water. And they start. They, they, and everyone can get a free attack on that, basically, right? You well, they they will stop and listen. So you could prepare spells. You could do other things. I don't. I think if you attack, they. I would argue. Um, they would lose initiative on that thing. Right, so you get, give them a free attack. They would get. You a maybe free. even could roll for a surprise. Yeah, but then yeah. Well, I wouldn't. There's not surprise. They're standing there. Well, they well, that's true. They, they are surprised they're being attacked. <laughs> well, it just says, note that even players, creatures not charmed will listen to the, the singing and playing for one full round. 
just seems ridiculous. Right, but so you get attacked, right. Okay. Or if they're not associated with the bard and those possibly affected. Okay. Now the question is, you know, do you read that second sentence? Creatures within 40 feet of the bard must be diced for if they are not already associated with the bard. So then the idea is, do you become enam do you become inured from the bard? In other words, does everyone stop? See, I could I would I could see a ruling of if he starts playing, no one can do anything for the first round. Everyone's got to listen to him. Everyone not associated. Well, but that's the question. Oh. Oh, I no, see. Creatures in 40 feet of the bard must be diced for if they are not already associated. Yeah, I read that way. The, uh, only, the only reason I say that is because it's super powerful. Basically, a red, a red dragon's going to stop and listen to a stupid bard? That's crazy. That's true, though. They will, right? I, I, if, 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 it's, if we understand the way it's written, yes. That seems crazy. I wouldn't require party members to listen because I think they know what's going on. They've maybe, heard this song before. But they Again, love but maybe this they're, one. Maybe it's like ear candy. They can't help it. <laughs> da, 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 da. I love this song, That's yeah. Right. Oh, hey, Mel. Yeah. baby shark. It's a baby, baby shark one. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to listen. It just seems, I love this one. It just seems overly powerful. Because then right. if not, even if they make... And the charm percentage, there's no difference on hit dice. You know, creatures, you know, the, you do get a saving throw. Uh, note that even creatures not charmless, so they can, basically gives your side a round to get ready for stuff. All right. Well, I would, and, uh, to not nerf it, but to make it a little more palatable. If no one's attacking, so I'm listening, I hear it. If someone tries to attack me, then it's initiative for that party. Mm-hmm. Now you can adjudicate that I could cast spells, I could do something like that. Anything that's a hostile action changes that. Yeah. But you could use the round to get into position. You could use right. the round to cast spells. Right. Anything to set yourself up. Right. Run away. Go around the back, try to backstab. Right. Right. All Flee. That. Well, that's true. Yeah. You play. We're running. Right. And then the poor Bart, well, you know. Hey, hopefully he's got leather armor. He's going to run right. fast. That's what you do. Exactly. Okay. So it's, it's very powerful. Now, loud noise or physical attack would immediately negate charming, but not suggestion. So again, that's the whole Pied Piper kind of thing. All right, so then you have uh, uh, knowledge of legendary magical items, and you talked about that with legend lore. If some legendary knowledge is appropriate, the dice score indicates that the bard has knowledge, then his or her ability will deliver information similar to a magic user legend lore. Without actually touching them, the bard also has a chance of determining its magical properties and alignment. So that's good. Can I talk about that? Because we don't need Saul. We don't. To identify, do we? So Saul this is, is not happy. Yeah. This is identifying, right? So bars. So this, this is, is basically be- this is better than Saul. This, this is, is better. He doesn't have to t- eat the uh, the pearl, right, or the carp. So this would be a great DM thing because you know you you've used Saul the past the pearl for many campaigns and people right. are getting tired of his ways of extracting money from you. Put in a bard. Right, a bard. So that's what I'm doing. So bards are identifying. They're not losing any of the con. It's, right. it's rough, right? right. To identify spells. Exactly. terrible. It's terrible. You could die and everything else. It says here, which again, the huge difference is, if some legendary knowledge is appropriate, the dice score indicates the bard has knowledge, then his ability will, will deliver information similar to legend lore. Without actually touching that, the bard is also have chance of likely determining its magical properties and alignment. So if it's these type of items... Um, they don't have to touch it. Remember, with the, the problem with identify is if it's a cursed item. Oh, right. You have to touch it. This one, you don't have to. You're right. That's a huge difference. I forgot about that. So that's why that's valuable. So item knowledge. Item knowledge is basically 
it is identified, right? So you'll tell, okay, this is a magical sword. It does this, right? I mean, you're not necessarily going to say plus two, but okay, that's very useful. But you got percentage chances. It's pretty low at first, like five, seven percent. I mean, that's the difference. Is you might take it to them. Do you charge? So if you're a bard, oh, I totally do you charge so. no matter what? Like you're like, look, you know, just to let you know, I am a great. I don't even know how to pronounce this. A a a falcolucan, a falcolucan. <laughs> hey, you can't use that language in here. It's F O C H. We need Daniel Collinson on folk, here. Falcolucan. Yeah. Yes, we do. So you, you need. Falcolucan. <laughs> don't get us in trouble with the FTC. Falcolucan. Yeah. Um, so you know, I only have a seven percent chance. I'm telling you. Right, because they may have to. Do you remember? Well, this is an interesting point. Well, maybe I, you don't know that. You don't. You don't know, know what level I, you could. I'm a neutral evil bard. Maybe I'll lie to you. I'll come yeah. up with false information. That would right. be amazing. Okay. Well, you think you get it and wrong? And this is what Saul would tell people. What are you doing? Why are you going to bards? Yeah. They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna waste your money. And they'll lie that's to you. Saul, that's what Saul's saying. That's right. His commercial. His commercial is a hello. I'm Saul from past the Pearl yeah. Emporium shop. Yeah. Tired of bards ripping you off. Right. Not telling you the right thing. Come right. to Saul. Pass the pearl. Right. We guarantee that uh, yeah. we will pass pearls until you yes. know what's going on. Accurate identification guaranteed. And then, of course, warning. Sometimes if the roll is not right, they will provide a false thing. It's right. Because there is that thing. If you roll um, under identifying, oh. you still get a false thing. Right. Our false readings are 10 times less likely than those bards. Yeah, so you're right. There is competition. They would be like right across the street from each other, like a Burger King and a McDonald's. Right. There'd be the bard shop, mm -hmm. and then there would be Saul's. Well, or they try, or, or bards would come into town. They, they wouldn't be a, a residence. Oh, they're coming in, like we're identifying. Right. They're coming through? Coming in. You know, like those people who come in, with the, they have the trucks, and they fix your roofs. You know, they do those scams. They're, they're yeah. Gypsies, almost. Yeah. They come in. Of course, I've insulted any gypsy here, but that's the, you know, they come into town, and you, oh, as soon as they come into town, the, the police always start warning people about don't getting unlicensed. They're the licensed contractors oh, versus bars the are unlicensed. They're unlicensed contractors. They are. They are. Saul's got a license. He's got a license. <laughs> He's they're he unlicensed contractors. Because he went to that online school. He got a magic user school. He's got a Go license. Go to a certified identifier. Your magic items are too valuable <laughs> not to be guaranteed under a license. That's right. Go to a licensed identifier. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So, that, all right. so there's some tension there. See, all there right. you go. Okay. Absolutely. So that's a DM thing right there. That would be great. Unless it's inscribed to magical writing. Then they're awesome. Right. Right? So now actually touching the item, they have the light chance to determine the properties and alignment. It's limited to these things, but these seems to be a lot of things. What's missing? They can do armor, miscellaneous weapons, miscellaneous magic items. Oh, if usable by a druid fighter thief, but that's a lot. So they can't oh, so they can't do miscellaneous magic items. Oh, they can't do wands. They can't do stabs or wands that can only be used by, 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 only used by magic user. Yep. Okay, so that's a little bit of a limitation. All potions, all rings, the rods are limited. So rods, stabs, and it sounds like rods, stabs, and wands, and any other miscellaneous items that can't be used by a druid, fighter, or thief, they can't do. Right. And they can do scrolls. Any scroll? Just says scrolls. Yeah. Okay. And swords. Yep. And not artifacts and lit. Unless inscribed with magical writing. Well, that, well, they can read it at least. Artifacts and relics are legendary in nature and not considered as miscellaneous magic. That means they can't determine artifacts and relics? Properties, nope. That's interesting. You would think that of anything they would know that. Exactly. You think that's exactly what they could do. 
So miscellaneous magic. So wow, they can't. So you mean they don't even know anything about that? They can't identify. I would think they know the legend of them, but they can't identify the properties of them. Oh, okay, because this is identifying the property. Right. So because because this ladder ability is limited to. Okay. Okay. So they're able to use magic items, which are permitted to druids, fighters, and thieves. Yep. So that's nice. Magical books. What is what? Librams? Is that a book Libram. of some sort? What is, it's, what is it's, a libra? It's a kind of book. I, what kind? You don't know, do you? I don't know. I've, I've always just said it was a book, a tome. It's like a tome. What's the difference? What's the difference between a tome and a libra? Yeah. Chained to druids, fighters, and thieves are also beneficial to bards. And these items can raise fighting thieves. Oh, so that's right. So you can go up higher. Yeah. So you can, if you get a book of fighting, whatever, you can go up higher. Yep. Right. And then more random things. There's like a few of these magic musical instruments that you are better if. Right. Because yeah. who doesn't want double the number of rats right. when you're using pipes That's to the That's the, the whole Pied Piper thing. Right. Uh, they will never serve another as henchmen for longer than one to four months. Yeah, I never thought of a bard henchman. That's kind of nice. That would bring a bard along as a henchman. Yeah. They're unable to play henchmen other than druids, fighters, and thieves. of human half elves. Interesting they can have elves come along. And, all right, I don't know that I care too much about uh, henchmen. And then if bards are permitted... In your, if bards are permitted in your campaign, there's a possibility that your DM will also include certain magic items. Do you get the sense that there's only one person currently listening to us? No, there's more. I already checked oh, it. Oh, okay. There's six. six. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, except right. no one's talking except Vic and I. That's what Vic was complaining so about. I know, and I know you want to talk about the... Because Jeannie's doing such a good job being convincing. She's just texting. She's pounding the chat room to make sure, oh, Vic would be chatting. She's overdoing like it. Yeah, you're overdoing it. You're overdoing it, it Jeannie. Yeah, we, we turn it down a notch, Jeannie. We, we know he's dead. <laughs> it's obvious. All right, so before, I know you want to get to the revision, but shall, do you want to give a sort of a conclusion uh, for the Bard, in your opinion? Well, I've only seen them as NPCs. Yes. I've never played once. I've played people who intended to be a Bard, but either they died... <laughs> Or the campaign ended. They're barred to be. They were barred to be. They want to be barred to be. And um, <laughs> so it's very painful. So unless you're going to start a mid-level campaign where you start it and they start as a barred zero level, and then you lose the whole thing. So it's, it's, it's just hard to play. Yeah, and I really think this is one of those, in my opinion, like the assassin. I know people disagree with that. Which I think would have been better left as an NPC. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I like the idea of the bard. Right. And I know we can quibble with the progression. I get all that. But just the idea that bards make sense yeah. because it's... Kind of know, a historical uh, figure that makes sense in a class. Kind yeah. Of. And I don't even mind that they have these sort of unusual abilities in combat with you know, the poems and the songs. But again, they seem sort of... They seem unusual, and I would rather have them as sort of NPCs. It's... Uh, it's sort of like the necromancer, you know. It's right. the great or the sage. I mean, there's so the many. Sage. There's yeah. been a, a few of them. The duelist. You know, they've over time. Dragon has added these. Right. I mean, the strategic review. Like the thief acrobat. Yeah, thief acrobat. That's an NPC only, right? No, not anymore. I know. Oh, sorry. I was joking. Oh. Yes. I, I, I don't know what you're, I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's coming up if we stick with our the podcast format. that so, should not right. be named. The podcast that should not be named. So. Um, because of the challenges in Dragon Fifty Six, did my page? This, did we find? Kind of, that was not me. I counted it that way. Oh, it's finally, it's finally falling apart. That's okay. Okay. These are ancient tomes. So now we have it's it's from being redone. Dragon Fifty Six, which is from December eighty one, talks about the new bard, and basically what it allows uh, you to do is you start bard first level and. 
it gives you some of the advantages and disadvantages. So like sort of back to, back to the that. original bar. Uh, and it's interesting, so you like this bar better? Well, I think if you're gonna play it, you're actually playing the bar at first level, which I like. Right, okay. And yeah. are you still, now this one was Magic Easer, is this one still Druid? This one is, well this one does Illusionist and Druid. Oh, what's the deal with, why would they throw an Illusionist? That doesn't, I don't know. There's obviously a reason for it, but does have Lunar Power and the use of Illusionist spells. Um, he's, that's weird, he's saying I don't see, why don't I see that? Uh, sorry about that, I, chose the, I don't know, keep going, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he said, I chose the Welsh version of the Bard as my source for several reasons. First of all, the Bardic heritage of the Welsh people is rich and continues even in modern times with annual gatherings at Bardic festivals. Yeah. More importantly, the version is readily available to most people in Evangeline Walton's version of the Welsh, there's too many big words in Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> Mabinogian Tetralogy? Tetra. How is that five? Was Tetra? Yeah, Tetra, yeah. Or is that six? Hexagon, Hex is five. Tetra, no, Penta. Penta's five. Tetra. Tetralogy. Similar to How do you spell that? T E T R A L O G Y. What is a tetralogy? Is a combination of four congenital abnormities. We don't want that. I just want tetralogy. Why do I need that? I don't have any idea what that means. Okay, we're, we're, now we're completely lost, so. So the illusionist connection is demonstrated well by Walton's works, you, such you, as the incredible illusion that the bard, Manowiden. So he says it's four. Okay, so apparently so in this, you know, the source material that Jeffrey Goals? Goals, yeah. Is using, could cast, you know, was able to do illusions. So that's where it comes from betrays a bar differently in the player's handbook, but no claim to superiority. So that's interesting. So, yeah, I can see that. I, it's a little different perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, again, uh, back when we played this, the Bard's Tale game came out, so you had that as a little bit of a background um, on the video game side. So we're not going to go into the detail, but if you want to look at an alternative, if you want to start a first-level Bard without having to wait through all that, you can go through this. Um, and it And it's using the... The, the, you know, the arc, uh, archetype of the Welsh bard as that. You know, I really would like to know what Gary's view was of the bard. Because I'm fascinated how some character classes, you know, why some make it in, why some don't. He obviously liked the thief. The thief was added. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot to be said for, I think, with just the original. And I know the original classes, races were classes too. But I think there's something to be said for this idea that, well, you know, dwarves are fighters. You know, and halflings are fighters, and uh, you know, then you have magic elves are, are fighters and magic users. I, yeah. I get that, but then it got expanded, and it's interesting why he picks certain ones. I mean, clearly the the last two that we've done, the monk and the bard, yeah, sort of stick out as, as these one offs. Yeah, as almost you know, should they have been well the. Well, the good thing is the bar, you know the bard was optional. It's interesting the monk wasn't made optional. The right. bard, at least Gary changes. The bard, I assume these are Gary's changes yeah. from, from OD&D. He changes it. I wonder why he changed it to make it so long to become a bard. Right. Yeah, I, you know, it was interesting. Well, usually when there's things that make it difficult, that usually things that are trying to dissuade people from you doing it. Yeah, right? So this is a little bit right before the, before the, before the DMG, and he realized or, that's what I would use to make it difficult. Or that was part of the, 
you know, uh, compromise of he's got players who are playing this game. Yeah. It's somewhat, for, you know, after these supplements have come out, he wants people to move to this game. He may have, he may have gotten feedback that hey I'm not going to bring I'm not going to come to this game if it doesn't have these features. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, these things have to carry over. These are vestigial. You know, we still have hit points in fifth edition, and people are like, why do we have hit points or why do we have mm-hmm. armor class? It seems you know, armor class the way it's defined is is odd. Why do we carry? Well, because that's what makes D and D. These yeah. things he carry. And if you got rid of armor class, you got rid of this, you got rid of that. Well, you're not playing D and D. Right. You're playing something else. Right. So, so the good news is if somebody makes the role, so if I'm a DM and someone makes the roles to be a bard and they say, I want to be a bard, my answer is absolutely. Sure. What do I care? Right. I'm going to be dead by the time you're a bard. <laughs> right? This you're a fighter. Will, this campaign will be dead. Yeah. You're going to be, I, I can handle this. You're a fighter. Yeah. You'll, and you'll, then you're a thief. Right. And then you're going to get, you don't get it. It's, it's, uh, it is a hassle because, again, when they're a thief, they're going to progress quickly, and they're going to want to constantly go back into town to, to level up. Right. Do they have to be a member of a Thieves Guild? So I guess yeah. Pro- well, I guess you do if you're within their jurisdiction. That's right. So there's so the Thieves Guild has Bartabies. Uh, they do. They have yeah. They have senior Bartabies. Oh, and that's another way to have a, a good thief. Yep. Is to have a bard. Yeah. So if you're doing a mid-level adventure one-off, mm-hmm. and you want a good thief. You make him a fighter thief. You make him a bard to be. Yeah, yep, bard to be. I like right? that. Or a monk, of course. Sure. So there's ways. Yeah, you don't. You can. You don't have to do it. The old, quote unquote, the torturous justification for the alignment thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I agree. So, again, I, I think it's unfortunate. I again, I've only seen them as NPCs because the campaign never lasts that long, and even if it does, let's just say for argument's sake, you know, your campaign peters out at ninth, tenth level, which again is a long run. You're talking. Two years, if you're playing every other week, maybe a year. Um, they're only playing the bard for a month. Yeah. So, you really have to be committed. How long are we? Dan, you know, it's like, Dan, how long are we playing this campaign? Oh, I'm going to play it for a while. You know, six months later. Yeah, eh, I'm changing. It's done. Yeah, it's done. So I, I don't, I don't think that's a great. Uh, I'm not a fan as it's written. So I would probably either go back to the old version, or take the dragon one. And, yeah, and I would give them if they rolled it. I would say just like I told one of the people who wanted to play a monk, you can play the monk as in the first edition, or you can play the monk in the Dragon Magazine. But you have to make a choice. And they said, "I'll play old school monk." Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Um, anything else we have to say about the monk at this point? The monk. I'm sorry. No, the, monk. the bard. The bard. The bard. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Cool. Do you have any suggestions for us? No. That's okay. Is that okay? That's all right. So I have a suggestion because uh, I have been going through a little bit of a buying spree, as you saw last week. Right. I had paranoia, so I'm going to reveal my oh, that's m- right. my next purchase that I yeah. got. So um, need some help? Need no, no, no. I was I was going to reveal in just a second. I'm trying yeah. to make sure uh, some background. So I've you know we talked about old school revival, right? The fact that people are going back. Mm-hmm. This book is actually one of the f- kind of an old school revival in that this book came out in 1991. And it had codified all the basic rules. Oh, I think I know what this is called. So, uh, and it was called the book, if the Desert Island book. If you had one book to take and you wanted the DM, this was the book you're supposed to bring. And it, and it was the first. So it is a it is the Dungeons and Dragons Rules Cyclopedia, which I'm super excited about getting. And this is the original one. It's in pretty good shape. This one came from the estate sale. So, yes. <laughs> this was the one that someone said it was from the estate sale. So seriously, yeah. 
Oh, wow. That's terrible. But it doesn't have anyone's name, so I don't have to think about how this person's no longer with us anymore. Uh, That's right. So this book has, in its 300 pages, uh, all the classes from basic... Well, it's the Menser Basic uh, Expert uh, Master Companion. So you can go from first to 30th level in here. And it has... The steps, the character classes, the spell classing, all in one book. How to do equipment. So it has all three, you know, what we would consider Monster Manual, DMG, Player's Handbook in this. And so it's, you know, you were talking about basic. It has the monsters. It has treasure. It has a world, Mysteria, built in with maps. You have everything you need in one tome. So this is Menser Basic. It is Menser Basic. Okay, very interesting. It's a compilation of Menser Basic. Because I'd never... You got yours for 50 cents. I did not... So Vic told me he got his for 50 cents. I paid more than 50 cents for it, unfortunately. Uh, But of course, if this is Jeannie, she may not need that book anymore. And I will pay you $2 for it now. So... Okay, so so the good news is you can just buy this. And you have everything you need. And you have everything you need. it's an official D&D, and it's based on Menser Basic. Okay, I'd heard a lot about it, but I never really knew. I will let what you. It was. I will let you peruse it because I'm not. No, gonna... no, you can. You hold on to it. Okay. Well, it's 1991. But it's it's from Menser, which is 83. That's true. Well, I'm not up to Menser yet. Okay. I have, I'm 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 reading Holmes Basic. Right, you're going backwards. Exactly. But, but that's the idea of the OSR, right? They redid those so you can codify and simplify. Right. So what you're saying is, right? This was sort of like, right? So this is kind of like an original. OSR. Yeah, if, if OSR you want spirit. a TSR product from that compiles an old school game in one book and, and makes the rules A to B, this is right. the first one of this. The, right. uh, not the first one. This is kind of the exemplar of that. So I'm definitely going to probably run, you know, talk about running a basic game. So this would be the one I would use. You're talking about running a basic game? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, a Menser basic? It would, well... In this case, it would be Menser. Because I have the original, I have the, my Moldvay one still from back in the day. Did you play Moldvay? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you just started right with AD&D. Yeah. Well, at the time I started playing, the things that you had at the store was the red box mm-hmm. and the player's handbook, the DMG, and the monster Man. So we bought them all. Oh, right. So we played, and it that came with the modules, B2. So we played B2, and then we played right. B1, and uh, we played the first B series. But we leveraged some of the... We actually played, for, probably for the first two or three years, we played basic, stealing stuff out of AD&D. Right, right. I think a lot of people did that. Yeah, we didn't do the combat like it was, like we showed in episode six. We did the, the Mold Bay one. So, 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 so I'm running a Holmes edition game. You're thinking of running a, uh, a rule cyclopedia mm-hmm. basic game. Just to see how, what's Just the difference. Yeah. You know, because there's some things that we like about rule... Uh, uh, racist class, yeah, they have in bo- all the basic. So you have an elf. You yeah, have a, you're an elf. You're an elf. You're a dwarf. That's what you get. Yeah, well, I, you know, and that that makes. I know for a lot of people that doesn't make sense to them. Right. But that sort of makes sense to me. And you know what's also in here that's great? What do you see? That's not on here. Oh, you gotta, there's no gnome. There's no gnome in basic. Gnome free. Oh wow! Because there's whole, there's there's gnomes in Holmes Basic. Is there? I don't. Well, no. Well, you don't play a gnome, but there are gnomes. If you oh. look in the back, oh, I'm on sure. The list of monsters. I'm sure you can't play a gnome. Correct. So gnomes are monsters. What? That makes this. perfect sense. <laughs> I could have told you that. Why would you want to play a monster? Right. Who would do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. some gnomes are probably. 
Yes, they're a monster in here. Yeah, okay. Monster type. There you go. Gnome. Where well, they're they common. They're common. And they're not common in AD&D. Well, uh, they're, they're what? They're, they're uncommon rare in AD&D. No, it doesn't say they're common here. Where did you see Wait, that? right there. That's their... Mo oh, oh, monster type. You're right. I, I pardon. Yes, you're right. Exactly right. Because they are rare yep. in AD&D. See monster spellcasters laying the... There can be gnome spellcasters. It sounds horrible. Illusionist. Right. So, that's what's great about them. You can't play a gnome. Come to my game. No. I don't... I, you, you can't play a monster. You can't play a monster. No ogres. Nope. No trolls. Nope. No orcs. Nope. No gnomes. Yeah, so... <laughs> and, and so, instead of buying the Menser basic, you know, all the four, five, four or five boxes, I got this instead. Excellent. So, that's my suggestion. Good move. So, they're not cheap, uh, they, unless you find them, you know, for 50 cents... <laughs> Uh, but drive through RPG and others will print out a printed version of this, which is about 30 bucks, the, the new mm -hmm. versions of PDF and print. This was a little bit more. That's good condition. Some of them go for $200 now, Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I wasn't going to pay that, but it was, a little, it was way less than that. Excellent. So I'm very happy. So that's my suggestion. It's always good because there's things you can get out of this that you can uh, put in your games. Mm -hmm. And especially if you've got a lot of beginning players that AD&D may be too much. So I'm going to run an AD&D, I'm always, not always, but I'm going to continue to run an AD&D campaign. Or if you're not a beginning player, maybe too much. That's right. Or you're just tired of all this stuff in it. There's you're tired some, of the turning and flipping. Right, the turning and flipping through five books. And I think that's where the ostrichs and some of that make a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, so uh, we need to roll. Okay. All right, so... Because you have a game to go to. That's why I'm trying to... Oh, not to go to, to watch. What? I'm being very cognizant of that. Oh, thank you. appreciate that. So I think that, look, I think we suffered because of the bard. I, I yeah. blame this role. Mm -hmm. I, I know this is going to be a bad role. You think so? I know it. The, and I blame it on the bard class. Mm -hmm. The bard brought us down. It's not the bard bump. Right. This the is opposite. This is the bard, bard bump. Bard break. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, let's see what happens. No, watch. This, this is... This is basically a judgment on the Bard class. Okay. You realize like that, it. don't you? I think that's a fair, because it can't be a judgment on us. Well, clearly not, because right. we're awesome. We are amazing. <laughs> Two! Two. I did I tell you? You, pre you predicted it. This is our worst by far. I think the worst you had before this was a six, I, right? Was, yeah, it was, it was never a was terrible. Well, that means next week, or next time we do this, we'll even be more tortured, because we're doing the other optional podcast. What are we doing? Sonics. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. That will be more torturous. Are you gonna are you gonna wear your mind flare? I wish I, I if I had one that would be amazing. <laughs> I, that, more patron money that we're not gonna spend on nonsense like that. Or I mean, we're already smashing loots and batteries. We can, I don't think we want to buy a mind flare mask. But yeah, if I <laughs> if I did have one, that would be that would be amazing. So, um, well, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, grogcon.com, Google Play, iTunes. Please like and. Bards, the Debbie Downers of D and D. Oh, that's a good alliteration. So. You should be playing us out. I'm really disappointed you didn't have you know come you know, to I, loot. I, I really think I really thought I should have Google loot. Let's see how much can you find a loot for? All right, loot. Can you find a loot. You should have you should be playing us out, don't you think? Yeah. Or our song. Oh yeah. I Shopping. Five hundred eighty-five bucks. Three hundred. Wow. Seventy-nine dollars. See. Oh, there a you go. I have a, I have a mandolin. Oh, it's a mandolin. Well, why is that coming up? Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, it's expensive. You want me to? You want me to get my mandolin and play it for five seconds? I'll be happy to do that. That's no, I was gonna nothing. Take you. Nothing like uh, yeah. a break from and running out and doing that. So no, I'll, we that will be for our patrons. Maybe we'll do an extended version for them. They can play, which I am working on. You know the 
the fate of Pelinor, our, our theme song. So, okay. Um, okay, so please review, like, and subscribe if you like this shenanigans. We really appreciate that. Uh, next week is the second optional podcast, Cyanix. Then uh, Vic was telling us, right, you guys are working on potentially a, a surprise, another surprise guest in a few weeks. Is that yeah, correct? that's correct. That would be super exciting if we got That'd that. That would be great. Yeah. So stay tuned on that. Um, next month, 13 bucks for loot on eBay. Oh, there we go. Vic, we need to put Vic in charge of acquisitions. Yeah, that's right. He's, he we're finds good reach, deals. We're going to have to retitle his, na- his, yeah. his title from... You know, the scourge to the procurer. Right. 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 Yeah. Vice President of Procurement. Most astonishing procuring crown prince. Yes. An honorable purchaser of the North, North, Minnesota and North Dakota. Absolutely. Maybe he found them in North Dakota. Maybe there's a, a surplus of yeah. I think, after he conquered that land. I think he actually negotiated his tuition at North Dakota State. He probably, haggled. He probably did. He did some haggling. I'll come here if uh, I have a counter offer for you. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, very good. So, yeah, we've got a lot of interesting things, and we've been talking about the uh, the format for next year. We've got some really cool ideas uh, for that. So, you know, future's looking bright. So, I appreciate it, uh, everyone out there. See our future's looking. Oh, don't rhyme that. A one, <laughs> one. Uh, I do have some medical tests coming up in a few uh, weeks. Oh, uh, so. let's see how Jane's medical test is going to come. Uh, yeah. You live. I live. It'll be painful. <laughs> I'm going to be like Darth Vader. I'm going to have a mask on or some kind of breathing apparatus. Thanks. Let's see how many years left for each of us. You're going to live. You're only this. using a D12? You're oh, 11. You're That's living good. 11 years. I got three years. Wow. That's Why would it. you use a D12? Because we're old. I would at least give us, well, the average age is 75 or something now. It's terrible. <laughs> I didn't bring my die 30. I got 11. That's, right. I guess I can't complain. I guess, Eight more than me. Yeah. So it's, well, we better get this, pack, pack this in. Yeah. Better hurry along. <laughs> you better meet every day. <laughs> Whatever you want to talk about gets priority, Dan. Yes, that's right. It's all about me at this point, isn't that, it? Exactly, because I'll have eight years to, yes. to ruminate about that. Yeah. Anyway, um, for those who uh, are in the States, uh, or if you're not, have a, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I know this, you know, these years, uh, as we get older, some of the nonsense that's happening in the world uh, Seems like it's worse than it's ever been, but if you look through history, it's been crazy nonsense for uh, as long as we've been around. So uh, give thanks. I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for our patrons and for our dear friends like Vic and Jeannie, uh, assuming they don't strangle us. All right. I'm, thank- um, I'm thankful for the three years I got left. That's right, 36 They've months. They've been worse. They've been one or two. Well, is it exactly three years? Because Yes, I will the- die three years of the day. <laughs> So you're gonna. So next three years from now, Thanksgivings will really have a, an interesting meaning for you. Well, and for you, because you're gonna have, you're gonna get all of my stuff. Probably, oh, right? oh, you heard it, folks. You yeah. heard it. That's, that's, so that's, your spouse. That doesn't count as a will. It's got to be in writing. No, it's a verbal contract. You've and, just acknowledged and, me. Oh, we have witnesses. If it's and a witness. There's witnesses there. Oh, all right. So well, you know that is true that there are like electronic signatures. Can some some courts have right. held that electronic signatures? So how many voice. days after your demise do I go to your house and collect right, okay. your stuff? Nine. All right. Okay, that's, I think that's reasonable. That's fair. You're, 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 you're not rude. <laughs> you're polite. Nine days. Hello. Hello, Hello uh, spouse. I won't say Is that. there a box in there that says James on it? I'm so sorry about Sorry your for loss. your loss. Um, is there a box? Do you mind? I, I, I sense you. I don't think you want to move on, but I do have this video showing that Dan said Yeah, I'm sorry. Stuff. Yeah. And he wasn't very clear on his stuff. So I'm going to be in here for a little bit and kind of figure out what his stuff is. Yeah, this stuff stinks. I, I'm sure his, his car is his stuff. 
unless you yeah, share right. a car. Yeah, right. d stuff. <laughs> oh, now you're qualifying it. I'm going to cut that part of the video <laughs> out. So anyway, hey, everyone have a great Thanksgiving weekend. We're looking forward to uh, Sonics and a bunch of other things. Uh, so for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan. And we will see you next week on Grog Talk. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.